Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 13, 14, and 15 of The Shadow Rising, Rumors, Customs of My Inn, and Into the Doorway. Enjoy! Welcome to season four, episode eight. Uh, moving right along, the shadow rising. But before we get any further into that, let's do some housekeeping. First of all, Patreon. No new patrons. Uh, we'd love you guys to give us money, but uh, but we love the patrons we already have, and we salute you, support you, or support us. Yes. We love you. Thank you guys we so much. You. And you can listen to us live and watch Chris um, uh, drive down the road while recording live, um, which is an <laughs> awesome, uh, awesome thing. Uh, other things, downloads. We hit 75,000 downloads total. Um, we did a giveaway for that, um, but also um, uh, I think we're at 77,000 at this point. But yeah, moving right along. And YouTube update, Twitter of time. So if you're listening to this not live, this Saturday, we will be on June 26th at 8 p.m. on our YouTube station. We will be doing the Twitter of time award show with Lord from Raveling Pattern, Rob from Malkir Talks, um, delusions from Feather and Mountain, Rob from Weekly Wheel News, and the Way the Leaf Brothers, um, the puppets. So, uh, along with a lot of other guests, musical acts, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Put it in your calendar; it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so that's the Twitter Time Awards. Um, yeah, and then we also have a guest with us tonight. So, in addition to Chris joining us live from the interstate, and Ian joining us live from a creepy garage, we have <laughs> DT from Canada. DT, tell us all about yourself and why you're here. <laughs> First of all, I'm also in a creepy garage, so that's a good start. <laughs> uh, yeah, all about me. Um, what, what else can I say? I live in the Blight. Um, we like it up here. It's all, it's hot as hell right now and humid, which is uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nothing much going on, though. Uh, my personal life's been pretty, uh, pretty basic, pretty same old, same old, same old. Um, yeah. Just enjoying your show recently, actually, been cruising through the episodes, getting ready for this. So I've been enjoying catching up to you guys in, in this book. It's been great. Awesome. Happy to have you, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Mm. Uh, tell, tell us a little about your, your, your server, too. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. We have, a, <laughs> we have a we have a Discord server called uh, Watch Trivia and Games, uh, and, uh, which uh, every now and again, less uh, recently than we should be doing. I'm trying to get back into that. I'm actually working on one right now. But we play Wheel of Time trivia games uh, and also pub trivia games fairly regularly. And every now and again, there's other games. Uh, you can also follow some of the other Wheel of Time games, such as uh, the Leaf Brothers do Watchinary every Sunday, and there's a channel in there for that where you can communicate with them as well. So yeah. Um, it's, it's a good time I, we do have a game coming up like i said this sunday so the, or sorry this saturday it would be um by the time this recording goes out that'll be over but we'll have more okay basically you join uh discord voice channels and play in teams with friends or strangers it doesn't matter and uh you get all these crazy really hard wheel of time questions often so uh this time i think the next one sneak peek uh we had the tucker and Riode crew put together uh 10 questions for this particular game that's uh going to be all about the upcoming show and uh, okay so they're they're going to be those those will be some good questions i hope you guys enjoy it awesome yeah so um we we if you guys remember anyone listening to this you can go back and we actually have our when we did the trivia show with you months and months yes. i guess every was a year ago i guess maybe yeah yeah um, yeah it was actually about um, a year ago yeah. yeah and and we all did the trivia show together you guys remember that we're, yeah we we, yes. we did we did awesome and then we kind of built in yeah so yeah so it's gonna start it we started off strong and then we, i couldn't remember and did then we record drunk. that too yeah it was recorded yeah it's yeah, actually one of our it. yeah i released it it's actually in our catalog if you go back and find a bonus oh, episode yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah, th- yeah, that was a good time actually. You guys, had, I remember that's when I discovered just how organized you are. I asked you. I remember asking yeah. you, uh, "When are you guys going to be? When do you think you might be done book one? I want to do a book one <laughs> trivia." He's like, "Oh, June twenty sixth at like seven p.m." <laughs> oh, he, invited, he, he invited you into his sheets then, huh? Oh, yeah, a little sneak peek. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So next thing we usually do is go into personal life. It's been two weeks since we recorded. So there's a lot that's happened. I'm not sure what to pick on. Um, um, So I'll just start from two weeks ago and kind of work through everything that's happened. So most of it's around my kids. We got to go to the Children's Museum in Portsmouth, which was a whole lot of fun because we had reservations, which means it wasn't crowded at all. We had the whole museum to ourselves pretty much, which it's an interactive, fun kids museum. They have like a bubble room, a train room. You know, with like model trains and like, yeah, a big fire engine that you can climb in and act like you're driving the fire truck. And my three and a half year old son was just in Candyland, just running around like a madman, loving every minute of it. Um, And and we had to pry him out of there to to pull him out. Um, But yeah, we we love that. Um, And then took the kids to Bush Gardens, a local theme park last weekend. So we had like a whole entire event full of um, eventful couple of weeks, uh, um, which was fun. They have a little Sesame Street. Uh, area where Elmo and Cookie Monster come out. Of course, my kids lose their crap whenever that happens, and uh, get super excited, which is awesome as a dad. It's just and they have little rides that you know they're fun. Um, they're kitty rides, but they're still uh, you can ride on them with Nick. Actually, a roller coaster goes pretty. Alan fast. loves the kid rides. I do. Don't lie to them. It's not about I, the kids. It's about you. you. It that is, roller coaster in Sesame Street Park is fantastic. It actually is a really good roller coaster. Um, it. Yeah, it's actually great. Um, and then also uh, a couple of weeks ago, Ian and I decided to go out drinking in Norfolk. Ian died three times. Uh, we rode scooters around. It was a lot. Lots of, fun. of tequila. Lots of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so we, we rented scooters and just bar hopped on scooters, which, by the way, is an awesome thing to do and totally scary and and probably don't recommend doing that ever. But if you fun. picture <laughs> Alan, if you picture Alan on an electric scooter, just zooming down the street, 
and jumping off of curbs and zipping around in traffic. And if that's super funny to you, like so funny, like you're falling over laughing funny, like that's exactly how it is in reality. I almost crashed <laughs> because it was too funny watching Alan after a bunch of tequila, just like hopping curbs and shoom, flying down the road. And these things are fast. They do like 15 miles an hour, which for a scooter, that's, you're moving. Yeah. That's pretty oh, yeah. It was, yeah. So, it was fun. It's a good time. Yeah, Sounds we made friends with all of Norfolk. We we bought people drinks. Drinks were had. I bought shots for everybody. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so yeah, what what about you guys? What's going on personal life wise? Uh, my memory isn't good enough to remember two weeks, but it doesn't matter because last weekend's the highlight. I so as y'all know, uh, started talking to someone. We went on our first date mid March. Uh, and kind of hit it off pretty quick. And even though with our schedules, we see each other maybe once a week, try and talk as much as we can. Early on, we scheduled a trip to Colorado. She had some friends that were out there. They offered uh, an extra room that they had. They're like, come visit. So like after the third date, she's like, do you want to go to Colorado and go hiking? Uh, and I was like, yes, obviously. This is a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so we booked the tickets, went last weekend. It was amazing, perfect weather. Uh, stayed in Denver, but hiked um, near Vail and then somewhere else kind of southwest-ish of Denver. Uh, I'm not that smart. I didn't memorize what the hikes were. Went to this cool waterfall, everything. I mean, just everything about the trip was amazing. Um, and her and I hit it off really well. Um, you know, spending that that kind of time where you're next to with that person 100% of the time. I mean, that's different from, you know, let's go do dinner and spend a couple hours together and then go our different ways. But um, I thought it was hilarious. So we, we flied frontier on the way there. She was like, um, I'm going to go ahead and pay the extra so we can pick our seats and be next to each other. Cause you're not guaranteed seats next to each other. And after she did it, uh, I was like, so we could go ahead and, and pay to get our seats for the flight back. So we're sitting next to each other and she goes, we'll see how the weekend goes. <laughs> which, which is awesome. But we did, we did sit next to each other on the flight home. Uh, so that was good. And then, uh, so that's all the lovey-dovey, awesome romantic stuff. Uh, the best part was there was one hike we did that was only about two miles up, but it was like straight up. It, was, it, it kind of felt like Spy Rock Island. It just keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the top, there's a waterfall. Well, we get a half mile up. And there's one little flat part where there's a sign where everybody stops and takes pictures. And as we're taking the pictures and the group photo, and we're like, oh, this is awesome. I got bubble gut like you wouldn't believe. Like, mm. have you ever been totally fine that all of a sudden your stomach goes? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, so I, I assess the situation. And I've, you know, I've gone off a trail and dug a hole and taken care of business plenty of times. But this is a short hike on a beautiful day just outside of Colorado. So how many people do you think are on this trail? Everybody. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we're not, we're not zigzagging off the trail to, you know, dig a hole and go. So I, t- I turned to, you know, Meredith, who we've only been talking for a little while. This is our first real trip together. And her two friends that I've just met. And I'm like, well, guys, I'm going to turn around and run back down to that porta potty at the beginning of the trail. And I'll catch up with you all later. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, nope, just a little bubble gut. We got to go take care of this. And they're like, oh, we'll just come back down with you. I'm like, and do what? Stand outside and cheer for me? Like, that would make it. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you can do it, buddy. (laughs) It's like, Uh, so like fairly embarrassing, but I recovered um, because I made it down, took care of business, 
got some water, assessed, made sure I was good. It was a one-time deal. Uh, and then raced <laughs> back up there, pretty much ran it and caught them before they even made it to the top. So oh yeah, it was, it was a good time. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And Chris, I know you have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, it, it, life is, life is a bitch. Like, it can't be. Up, oh, you robot him. No, keep th- keep All that right, recording. That is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that explains everything, yeah, Chris. That was, that was just <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Does it? Uh, Life is such a. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I, I'm recording from the road, and again, life has been quite the bitch, for lack of better words. So Grandma's broken her femur, um, so she been in the hospital and gotten out of the hospital after a week there and she's going to spend six weeks in rehabilitation centers and i almost killed my uncle because he was so drunk that my grandmother had to call out to alexa to call me the day she broke her femur um when i say i almost killed my uncle like i threw him to the ground i punched three holes in the wall and assaulted a police officer so there was that (laughs) Luckily, he was very understanding. <laughs> uh, you know, this is a Newport News police officer. He actually he was, but we were in York County, so I was. Oh, that's why worry. he didn't want to do that jurisdiction paperwork. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's really all it came down to. Well, he even through a similar situation. He's like, "Yeah, I get it, dude. I'm the the caretaker of the family." He's like, "Just don't kill your uncle. I really don't want to, have to come out here for that." He's like, you know, we've been out here enough for his drunkenness. Like, it's bad when Newport News has to come for a call in York County multiple times. But anyway, like, I, long story short, like, I'm just, I had made up my mind that Charlotte is my new place. My car is completely full to the brim. I'm driving now. Put in my letter of resignation from Newport News Schools. They, you know, shoved one up my backside and told me I had to pay for the entire program they're not prorating anything and they told me they're taking my last two paychecks so kind of screwed all around there so i'm gonna find me a part-time job when i get to charlotte <laughs> until the school system start uh well until school year starts up because i do did land a job there which is awesome so you know i, I think maybe this is like the the tail end of the wide the wildest part of the ride hopefully I pretty much disowned the majority of my family and cussed everybody, slam out. And they now know, you know, that there is a way to anger the bear, you know, and it happened. And and they got earfuls and eyefuls and, you know, streams of text messages that were miles long at 3.30 a.m. because I got tired of thinking and just like, you know, fuck y'all. So, you know, I kind of is leaving the pessimism behind a little bit and then all this started to happen i'm like you know what last summer's attitude was perfect i got shit done i told people what it was i need to go back to that so my my tone is about to change all over again <laughs> yeah and i'm here because i am i am dedicated i am motivated and the book is awesome and it was my one escape from this world <laughs> so <laughs> well we're happy you're here definitely yeah, absolutely um, yeah. yeah and and chris you and i have talked a couple times about some of the curveballs life can throw at you 
uh, and I know you're a very resilient dude and super smart. And you, you, you got at least two, I won't speak for DT. He could, he could speak for himself, but you got at least two other dudes here that love you. And you ever need anything, man, you just oh, say I the word. I, I think you got I this. So that's three. That's three. So you, you got this, man. Yeah. Life is yes. crazy sometimes, but. And, you know, I, I have to go back. Like faith has been something that I have gone back and forth with quite a lot. I do have a strong belief, but I have a very, it's a weird soul because there are moments where I'm super optimistic and the moments where I'm super pessimistic. I don't know anything more than extremes. I'm trying to find balance in life. So there are some things that I'm just praying on and letting it go. I just glad that I have not burned any important bridges and that I have opportunity elsewhere. I'm so keeping moving. All right. Yeah. Good deal. Well, TT, you don't have to yep. share a personal life if you don't want to, but it's up to you. No, um, sure, sure. My personal life's uh, been, well, in stark contrast, things have been pretty good. I had a good week at work and uh, had one of those customers that was fun to work for. I install kitchen cabinets uh, for a living and do that, subcontract that to different companies. And I uh, had one of those customers that was great to work for and went smooth and they tipped me with beer after. So cheers <laughs> 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 to them. Um, came home and really quickly discovered I needed that beer. As uh, my son comes, my son, uh, as some of you know, has autism. So he's very routine focused and uh, he has a after school program on Mondays and Tuesdays and they feed him dinner there. So I didn't make him dinner when he was on the way home, but we were having sausages. And when he got home, he equated that to being hot dogs. And I didn't have three hot dogs for him ready i only had one on the grill for someone else so i thought maybe give him that one and no it had to be three and that turned into a full-scale assault (laughs) a massive massive blowout so beer one beer two beer three later i don't always uh certainly drive into alcohol when it's when i get frustrated almost never but i knew i was coming on here tonight so i thought uh, i may as well get an early start yeah (laughs) blow right into it Uh, and i actually have uh tomorrow off so uh, a late night talking about wheel of time uh, to me sounds perfect it couldn't have worked out better so awesome. uh, yeah other than that um yeah just getting ready for summer um going to the sure. cottage in a couple of weeks and prepping food for that is uh the thing i like to do ahead of time as many sides and salads as i can all prepped at home and frozen and stuff so i have to do minimal work but have yeah. incredible food for a couple of weeks and yes enjoy the shit out of life that's uh, the plan anyway still a couple of weeks away so i got prep time yeah so, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, a couple awesome. weeks, of, weeks weeks away we're going on vacation in a few weeks i think we're not sure 100 yet it just got dropped from yesterday my wife came home and she was like so our friends have a beach cottage down in myrtle beach and we have a free place to stay for an entire week in july and my first question was like, do they have a designated room for me to record a podcast on Tuesday? Because otherwise I'm not interested. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and she's like, I'll ask. And she's like, yeah, they have free Wi-Fi and everything. I was like, okay, sweet. We, we can go then. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep my priorities. <laughs> like no family vacation unless I can record, all right? <laughs> yeah, there's a spreadsheet on the line here. We need to stick to it. I need to stick yeah. to it. <laughs> He's not creating a new tab and he's already maxed yeah, out. So exactly. this is it. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is happening. So. Let's go into some predictions. Um, these are from two weeks ago, so some of them have already come true because there are some personal predictions in here, but um, we'll, we'll still go through them real fast. So, uh, one, Matt will go to the door, go into the doorway. Um, that was a prediction. Um, we might find that out this episode. We all knew that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The color thing that they saw that had the two 
uh, bracelets was for male chandlers. Ian said that. Uh, that was in Tanchico. And then Egwene is going to level up, whatever that means, when she uh, when she goes to the waist, if she goes there. Um, and the last prediction, um, this was one that was written two weeks ago, was that Ian's mom is going to get a red rod in the mail. And I don't. <laughs> Darn you, Alan. Darn you to heck. You know, this is not the first time my mom has called me cursing at me because of something Alan did. In fact, this is probably, this is probably the 12th time that I got an earful and I'm like, mom, but Alan, just mom, just mom, just let me talk. Alan did look at, look at where it came from. I did, you know, okay. I'm sorry, mom. I, okay. I'm sorry. I'll come cut your grass. My bad. <laughs> did so, you get one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I've, been, I've been avoiding going to the house to go see her because I know she's going to throw it at me and I don't want to get hit by a red dildo. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, I totally said mom. Uh, Ian's mom, a, uh, a red rod tear on grill from Nameless's TheGreatBlight.com. Oh, wow. I'll say this yeah. if y'all don't have an Allen in your life, you need one. No, no more than one. Don't have two. <laughs> that would be way out. But one, you need one. And they keep you on your toes. It's pretty funny. It is pretty good. Uh. Oh, that's, so, that's um, yeah, <laughs> Alan, what do, you, what do you, Alan, what do you think will happen if I if I send one to your mom? How do you think that'd go over? Ooh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I dare you. No, I would. No, nope. no, no, never. Nope. In fact, don't include that in the recording. I don't even want the joke about it to be anywhere out in public. <laughs> Everybody, forget that. Uh, never well, happened. Never, never happened. happened. Um, yeah, so let's move right into um, chapter 13. So rumors, our chapter symbol is the dice. Uh, so Matt chapter, at least that's what usually it means. Um, our, mm. our setting is back in the standard tier, or at least in tier, because I think we start in one of the taverns. Because uh, Matt's, mm-hmm. yeah, Matt left uh, the stone. He's going down the taverns to drink and, and dice down in the mall, which is, uh, I guess, the, the more seedy area of of tier um to find some dice games because he just wants to get away after the trollic attack and wants to get far away from the stone as possible um during the trollic attack we also learned that he killed some graymen um so it wasn't just ran the head grayman after him uh he did as well um and mm-hmm. and then shortly after emergel actually called him horn sounder so they knew a lot about him uh, and was about to kill him when a dozen Trollocs suddenly attacked the Fade instead. And he's like, I don't understand why Trollocs attacked the Fade. This doesn't make any sense. And Wait, I don't want what? any part of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want I any don't part of it. I don't understand why either. Yeah. So they mentioned we got, that- we got a hint to that with Rand, that mm-hmm. there was some infighting there. And then yeah. Rand trying to figure out if, uh, not Celine, but what's her actual name? Lanfear. Lanfear was she in charge Lanfear. of it? Lanfear denied it. But, so we got a taste of some mm-hmm. of that going on. I've been wondering what you guys think about that. I got my floaties ready for this. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, like I had, I I did believe that maybe there were factions within the Trolloc that did not want to be controlled by the Merdral. So then they were rebelling. And there's part of me that thinks it may be a result of uh, Rand being, you know, the man. And the Taviran's influence 
could be spreading to them. Ah. And then, like, so I, my mind just kind of was racing on a couple of different thoughts in that regard. And the other thought, which is a little bit darker with the Matt situation, is that maybe they realized, like, Matt is one of their masters. Because I still have the theory that Matt and the dagger equal, like, more death. So, like, right. that's never going to go away. Is that 100% like, cured? cured? Yeah. yeah, it's four books away, four books ago, or three books ago, whatever. I've lost <laughs> track of time. Yeah. But, you know, there's still that thought that the dagger is going to come back into play, and these dark powers that he had are going to come back into play. So, so you're, you're talking that. about, you're talking about Matt's taint. Which is different yeah. from Rand's taint. <laughs> exactly. Okay. He's got the stink tank. Right. Different yeah. kind of tank. Yeah. So my, my thoughts a little less sophisticated. I just started thinking. Um, so there was the, all right, maybe Land Fierce chiming in because she seems supportive of, supportive of Rand because she doesn't necessarily want him dead. She wants to partner with him and share that power. But that, that seems too simple and lame. Um, but also a simple thought is, all right, let's look at our air quotes for y'all listening. Good guys. We have um, our Aes Sedai. But on the good guy side, we have people that are getting, you know, turned to the dark. That we have, our, you know, we have our black Asha. We have people that are secretly dark friends and we're at the dark friend social and blah, 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 blah. So if it works that way, it could also work the other way. Maybe we have a... A bad dude maybe we have a forsaken that maybe got caught up in the forsaken business but wasn't totally sold on the forsakenness or maybe there's there's something about the you know their potential future like they need Rand to be alive they want to now work with our group of Tavir and whatever so there might be at least one forsaken that is actually actually actively trying to help Rand Matt uh the girls Perrin, whatever and for reasons we don't know yet maybe it's somebody we haven't met yet and if you take it to the next level and then start thinking about what landfair was proposing about rand getting trained by an actual male channeler that has learned to do it without losing their mind except they became forsaken like wouldn't it be cool if there is a forsaken that for whatever reason wants to help them that can actually train rand so like maybe there's dots that could connect there i don't know a double agent yeah secret agent I, man i still want to see rand <laughs> i still want to see rand head out to the waste also and kind of unite the eel and maybe some of his knowledge and how to deal with this come from there but this is where i first started thinking all right maybe rand actually does partner up with a forsaken and maybe we find a forsaken that isn't actually as evil as we thought maybe they're Gonna help him and be a good dude or dudette? Yeah. Duder? Is dude yeah. dude's neutral, no, right? You're, I could just no, say dude. Lonfer already mentioned like, that, right? Like this yeah. is what you're referencing there. Yeah, but she was like, we could use him and then kill him when we're done. Yeah. I, like I'm starting to think maybe there's the potential that there's someone that doesn't have evil things in mind that happens to be forsaken. What maybe about the Shinar and uh, no way it's for the Shinar the the Shanchen? Shanchen, thank you. I don't know. They just maybe he goes to the Shanshan. I can't imagine. Like that. that would be a huge twist. The thing mm -hmm. that nobody thinks about will happen. Well, that that might be what that male collar is for. That would suck. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he goes to the land of milk and women and 
gets collared. And... Hmm. Yeah. So to answer your question, DT, we have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's really, but yeah. there's crazy thoughts that go through our head. Right. At least my That's head. good. Like yeah. random chains and like. Yeah. yeah. No, those are great thoughts. Awesome thoughts. Yeah. So as they're sitting in the tavern, or as Matt's sitting there, he also hears some people mention the two rivers. Um, and some merchant starts talking about how white cloaks are in two, the two rivers now. They're supposedly hunting the dragon reborn there, as well as dark a dark friend with yellow eyes. Um, and um, and Matt wants to know more information, um, kind of pressures the, the merchant. He's like, all right, don't kill me. I know you lordlings... Uh, Sometimes you get a little hasty with us merchants and just kill us for no reason. So um, and he's like, I'm not going to kill you. Just here's a gold crown. Um, but give as much information you as possible. Your thoughts? And, the, and the merchant's like, yeah, but I'll give you like a free like container of the dankest oh, weed. Like, let, me some, <laughs> let me at least give you some he's of like, this dank dude. shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I know that we're good. No. Yeah, Matt doesn't like to let him. He's always, I'm not a lord. I'm not a lord. But he had no problem pretending to be a lord in that situation. Because oh, yeah, he was right. He's like big time. He liked to mm-hmm. scare them first, and then he throws them the coin. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it comes down to it, he is pretty. He, he's very practical. Uh, he's also and, very lordly. How would what else would a lord do but throw his weight around? Sure. Right here, yeah. here's the coin. Like. But it was a yeah. me- it was a means to an end. Like once he kind of overheard something that was important to him, it, it it didn't matter if he needed a dance in spandex. Like he would have done whatever oh, yeah. it took at that point to get the information he needed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he despises the Lord thing, and and you know probably never wants to be seen as one. And in other circumstances, might have been really offended that somebody assumed that about him. But at this point, he just he was like, "Wait, my people, tell me something." And then mm-hmm. there's there's still a dash of selfishness because as he's pulling for more information, what he's really excitedly trying to pull from him is, what do you okay, dragon, sure, yellow eyes, sure. But did they say anybody else? Yeah. Now he's thinking <laughs> about himself. He's like, do, do yeah. they know my name? Like, <laughs> tell me now. And that's when everybody's freaking out. Same my name. Yeah. Same about himself. <laughs> yeah, you know. But again, yeah. very, you know, straightforward, practical, looking out for number one. Mm-hmm. Sure, and he is worried. He cares I about this. Merchants know my name. My name. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, after this, he immediately runs back to Perrin to tell Perrin, um, you know, what what he heard. And when he gets back there, Perrin's already packing to leave. He's like, "Yeah, dude, I already know. I'm I'm leaving. I heard. I heard yeah, wolf ears. yeah, I I, <laughs> I I I heard, man. I heard. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. He's already packing. Um. You know, and... I think it's really interesting. I'm, I'm I'm wondering partially if this was like Matt's last attempt to try to be able to leave. Yeah. And why does it? Why isn't the pull as strong on Perrin as it is on Matt? Well, he even says Rand. I think doesn't Rand give Perrin his blessing? Like, said, well, like, Perrin like, mentions like, that he had already talked to Rand. He talked to Rand about yeah. it. And Rand was like, so they go, go they go through that combo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I think that's part of like the whole Taviran thing. You talk about the pull of Taviran, but I think you're also at the whim of whatever the the, the Taviran wants. So Rand's obviously the stronger Taviran of the three. Uh, he's the Dragon Reborn. Um, so, you know, but they his, are still individually Taviran too. They so are maybe too. They have yeah. their own really important. Right. Um, yeah. And and the way this gossip and rumors going around and the the relationship Perrin has had with the White Cloaks, and they're specifically looking for a yellow eyed dude. Perrin is convinced that the way he's he's speaking 
um, that he alone is the only one that can fix the two rivers problem at this point. Mm -hmm. He feels very responsible for it. And he's convinced that he's going to make a difference. Like it's, it doesn't matter if what, I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit. It doesn't matter if Matt comes certainly doesn't matter if Fael comes because his plan isn't to go defeat anybody. It's to go sacrifice himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. So that's, that that's enough, I think, to overcome any kind of strong to bear and responsibility to Rand. And I think he even briefly mentions that to Matt in the conversation, be like, yeah, 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 you know, I feel the pull too, but like this, this is important. Like, so it makes this me is wonder something is it I Matt's have to do. Self preservation mm-hmm. that is keeping him there, or is it something more? Yeah. Like, I don't see as though Matt acts very um, about himself. Whenever someone else is really in trouble, he seems to come through. Mm-hmm. So I really do question, and I don't see any questions to the answer, why is the pool so much more on Matt than it is on Parent? I mean, I know Matt did, of course, blow the horn, so he may hold a stronger key in the overall plan of the creator when it comes to how... Um, Brand is supposed to go about saving the world or destroying it, whichever one he decides to do. Yeah, Matt talks about going with Perrin, um, but then he can feel Rand's pull at the same time and realizes he can't go, um, that he, he's stuck here. But, but Perrin obviously is thinking of his family. He's going. Um, and at this point, Matt leaves, um, goes back out the hallway. And as he's walking the hallway, he sees our good friend, Berylaine. Uh, and she's just walking down the hallway. And he just kind of casually, you know, addresses her says hi pretty much and she completely ignores him and, she, and he just like about faces and just like turns around like excuse me like when i talk to you you talk back to me like i don't know who the fuck you are <laughs> so i love that scene <laughs> what what i thought of here um so y'all know in the army i'm in the reserves now um uh, i enlisted straight out of college i've stayed enlisted i love that side of the house and that's fine um, but like, you know, obviously the enlisted are supposed to salute the officers and then officers return the salute. And, you know, there is a certain level of respect there, but the, the salute isn't something like I owe you one and, you know, you could do whatever you want with it. It is a, you receive one, you're supposed to give it back. It's a very even level. I don't, I don't know how to explain this other than there have been times in my career where I have rendered a salute. And some officer really doesn't matter the rank walks by and whatever bad mood decides not to salute back and just moves on about their business. And I have on multiple occasions started jogging beside right up in the face. Some officer would salute up and be like, hello, sir, how are you doing today? (laughs) Like, (laughs) and until they send it back because, you know, uh, so anyways, that popped into my head. I've only, I've only gotten trouble for that one time. The rest, you know, that brings me up that, that story, uh, uh, Back when um, you were active duty in the, in the, in the <laughs> army, and Ian was sick, um, he actually was sick. So, but he has to still report to um, the, the the military base to go to the doctor to prove he's sick, because the military does. You can't just call out sick; they make you come. They didn't in. believe me. Yeah. So Alan was I, my ride. So I was his ride. So I drive him there. Um, I'm in civilian clothes. You know, I, at that point I'm clean shaven, but you know, and I'm walking out of the hospital and a major. It was actually a major um, in the army stops me and like spins me around. And is like, 
He's like, you did not salute me or something like that. Like as I walked yeah. by, and What's I was the like, I just, of the I, day? Just, I just, I just <laughs> looked at him and I was like, why would I? He's like, what rank are you, boy? And I'm like, civilian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the military. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. I'm yeah. a taxpayer. I'm, I write your paycheck. Uh, right. That's exactly what I would say. You should salute me. I'm the, uh, 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 you want to get paid? Yeah, yeah you want to get paid? Uh, I'm a, right. Maybe not go that you. far. I'm a civilian. Like, I don't have to do anything to you. Like, <laughs> I, I, he assumed I was, you know, just some, you know, military guy. Uh, and and what did he so say young, then? He just grumbled. He, he was obviously having a bad day. You he, was trying to dr- he, was, day. he was trying to dress down somebody and... um Pick the wrong guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, not me. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I am not so, going to salute you. I'm not in the military. Let, let me get serial though about the the scene. What's going on here, uh, Chris? You were talking about the pool like that is strong with Matt, and I do believe that. But the vibe I'm getting from the Matt perspective is he does feel pulled. He feels like he should be doing something, but he he doesn't know what. And he yeah. also knows that, like, he's not just Rand's lackey. He's not Rand's number two. He's not Perrin's number two. He's not just there to assist somebody else. Like, he's starting to get that angst, that feel that, no, there's something significant that I'm supposed to be doing, that I'm capable of. I mean, dude, we saw in that little blip there, he whacked some gray men during all this shit going on, and he's done plenty on his own. Like, he's... There's a lot of potential here, and I think he feels it, but he just doesn't know where it's supposed to be directed. He doesn't know where sure. he's supposed to be going, what his mission is. He just knows it's not, you know, as somebody's assistant. So as he's contemplating this and thinking it, he runs across this this lady. Yeah, she's someone important, but in his mind, he's thinking his mission's maybe as important as Rand's or parents or whatever. And he says hello, and he just gets snuffed, and he's like, fuck that shit. No. <laughs> I said hi. Say hi back. If I'm being polite, you be polite back. All right. In sure. fact, I don't even care if you respond with "go f yourself," but respond to me, right? <laughs> so he's. It's part of that. He's struggling to find what his place is. He knows it's. I think he. I think he feels it's something important. That's the vibe I'm getting. He just doesn't know what yet. So it's like the beginning of Matt carving out his own story right here. Like, sure, you will respect my authority. <laughs> <laughs> And I love her response to it. She turns around, just looks him up and down, and is like, "Yeah, too much like me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She stops, and you think he's made an impact, but not at all. She's not like, at all. "Yeah, I don't care about you at all." Is that so? She from her perspective, caring. though, is 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 that her complimenting him? Is that giving him shit? I mean, the well, too what, much like me. That's her saying, like, yeah, what's "I can't after the guy like you." Yeah, yeah I don't know. Well. Uh, a manipulator should be not be to, with a manip- exactly. manipulator. She won't be able to control him. She can't control him, so not worth yeah. her time. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's scary that you and I both kind of oh no <laughs> to we, that conclusion we, yeah. real quick. I, we we've been in that relationship yep. already. Once once yeah. they realize they can't manipulate you, they get they get downright ugly. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm tired of this bullshit. Wait, wait, what is, wait. Oh, yeah. where's my control? It's gone. Yeah. I'm done. 
Yep. Yeah. You, you cut the puppet strings and mm-hmm. they get they get pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what that was. And, and and Matt then inwardly compares her to Elaine, you know, with the hot haughtiness of of her, you know, and uh, and then instead uh, uh, thinking about the plump cook's helper that named Dara, he's like, oh, I'll just go visit some of the cooks. Maybe I'll go say hey to her. Go say hey to her. Huh. Who, she likes hey, her. Hey. Hey, real real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when you read, so we have we haven't seen it on screen, obviously. You get you get a mental picture almost immediately when you're introduced to a character, and usually it sticks. Sometimes it changes, but usually it sticks. When we met Barrelane um, with your brother briefly for the first time, Alan, and mm-hmm. and subsequently since then, you know who my Barrelane is in my head, the the wife of um, what's his name in Three Hundred. Oh, oh um, that's a great pick. That's who. That's a hundred percent. Leonidas. Leonidas. So yeah. his wife. So his wife, the queen, the like queen? that. Yes. That is a hundred percent to the T in my mind. Who plays Bear Lane? <laughs> and Funny. so far, it's a perfect fit for me. You know? yeah. I read these a long time ago for the first time, and my Bear Lane has always been like a a, a young uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Okay, I'll take that too. <laughs> uh, I like that version yeah. too. I think yeah. mine's still gonna stick. Well, like sure. Version. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we end this chapter with him flipping a coin, um, picks out a Tarval and Mark, and. Uh, you know, to make his decision for him, and it lands, and he doesn't like the result. Um, and he's like, "You can take that coin." Yeah. To a servant person that was out there chilling. Mm-hmm. He made just throwing throwing coins around willy nilly. What? Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Like he's in Norfolk riding scooters, buying shots for all the waitresses uh, and uh, <laughs> random college kids that are hanging out. Yeah. You who get does, a shot. Who does You that? get a coin. <laughs> I totally went mm. Oprah on that shit. You get a shot. You get a shot. Everybody <laughs> gets a shot. And actually, and, they just uh, they just said in chat who that actress is. That actress, it was uh, Lena H- Headley, who played Cersei in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. It's funny. I don't make the but different hair color, so totally different, different color, woman. Yeah, yeah. Totally yeah as soon as you go to Cersei, I don't see it anymore. But I... yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, exactly. I don't. I don't picture her as a blonde at all. Yeah, yeah. definitely the dark brunette. Very. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let me not let me not get myself in trouble describing what I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smoking. I like I like Barely, and I like the the storyline of her and the, the whole concept of Maine and how she's always under threat of tear like it was a really well-written kind of political struggle that mm-hmm. didn't have to be there but he kind of wrote it in there and, and, it, and it works and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and let me let me say so we joked we talked about the manipulating thing and i don't want to sound too critical of that because she's a small almost city state mm-hmm. that has to maintain some sort of power and she clearly isn't going to do it with an army saying we can conquer you. So there has to be some sort of wheeling and dealing. Whoever's going to lead that has to be able to manipulate. I mean, she, yeah. so she's playing the part, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still yeah, shady, though. In the oil five save lives. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that being the end of the chapter, anything we missed or anything else from this chapter you guys had that you want to talk about? No, that was No, was that the end of the chapter? Yeah. There was not a lot in there. Um, yeah, it's a very short chapter. Yeah. But it was Matt, important. <laughs> flashback to Matt's battle where he fought a gray man, Trollocs fighting each other. Uh, Matt hears the rumor about what's going on in Two Rivers, but they're not looking for him. Demands respect from Bear Lane. Like that. That's, yeah. that's the chapter. Yep. Yep. The chapter. Yep. And we yep. found Nailed the rumor. It. Yeah, the rumor is the big key right there. Right. Yeah, yeah. The rumor. Moving into the that's next right. chapter, that's. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah it's a big factor so moving on to chapter 14 customs of man and we're in parents point of view because we have the chapter symbol of a wolf and yeah so parents in his room um he's just said goodbye to matt he's packing his bags got two rivers he's planning on meeting with loyal in the morning and barrel just bust into the room uninvited so, she's like take me take me <laughs> she's like you're not so much like me <laughs> so minor point of frustration we have occasionally mentioned loyal but we actually haven't had loyal yet in this book have we mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't think so no he's been mentioned yeah. a couple of times but we haven't we haven't actually had loyal and I miss loyal like and it should be more than like when he comes up here he's like i don't i don't know what loyal's been doing i'm assuming i don't know reading a book or like writing something i don't know but we, we haven't heard anything about him and where's he been during this fighting did he just sit in his room i mean come on yeah i'm ready he's, he's reading do we book. get a loyal chapter tt are we getting one soon a do, do, does it does it get mentioned in this chapter what he was doing um or is that in the uh, i th- it's just no Perrin was guessing at it, but yeah. it didn't really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, try, I try to. I try to sure. pull a spoiler from you. That was close. I almost <laughs> got close. one. Yeah, <laughs> we were there. We were. We were close. I was. I that's why it's really quiet. Good, try. good effort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I hope a loyal chapter is coming or, yeah. or some good story. Uh, uh, oh. Well, I mean, somebody's well, going to have to ask him some questions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe well, in a, maybe episode or two. Maybe. what uh, happens though yeah that's we, we, let's see see what uh it's clear what what parents plans are here we, that's yeah. what we discover so mm-hmm. lead us yeah. in alan yeah yeah so parents you know um uh, you know uh, since parents friends with Rand, barrelane you know a- ask him to relay the news um you know that she will leave the next day um to go back to to man <laughs> um uh, all that effort to get a message delivered yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sounds like an excuse to me. Yeah, I'm here to send a message for me. Sure. Yeah, and parents like parents like no. Are you denying me? You're so sexy. You won't send it. No, <laughs> haven't no. you been uh-huh. listening? <laughs> have have yeah. y'all ever been in a position where, for whatever reason, the type of girl that always seems to get her way because she's attractive. And I mean, usually mm-hmm. that's it, but for whatever reason, always gets her way and she propositions you in some way. And you're just like, nah, like sure. have you ever seen that reaction off of that type of female? Like they just can't believe it. Just total shock. Sure. <laughs> and like in, in my married years. Yeah. In my married years, you know, I'd still go out with friends from time to time and I've been approached by some, like, you know, they throw their game and I'm just like, uh, no, not interested. And they're like, oh, blah, 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 let me try some more moves <laughs> or whatever they do, you know, pole dancing and just crazy stuff. And I'm like, no, not interested. I'm just going to drink my beer and hang out with the guys. I don't know. Yeah. Just total shock. Like, how could you not be totally <laughs> overcome? <laughs> When, by, when by I, seducing powers. When, when, when I was young and naive, I got a, I got a sure. story, story about this. So when I was young and naive, I was... Um, for, young yeah. and naive? Young naive, and naive. Naive. Uh, naive. Uh, 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 naive. Uh, naive. Uh, this was in my early 20s. I, I was married at the time, and I went to Philadelphia 
uh, for training. And, and I took a bus to Atlantic City for a night to go gambling down Atlantic City. And I was drinking all night long in the, in the casino, walking back to the bus terminal to go back to Philly. And two pretty attractive girls like walked up to me, approached me on the street. They're like, hey, how are you doing tonight? And I was like, uh, doing just fine. And they're like, so uh, where's the party at tonight? And I was like, I don't know. You tell me. I, I'm I'm staying in Philadelphia. Like, what is going on? She's like, well, do you want to party? I was like, I mean, I like to party. I mean, like, what's uh, is there a place to drink? Parties like, are fun. Like, parties are fun. She's like, do you want to come? Like, where's your hotel room? I was like, in Philadelphia. She's like, oh, well, do you want to get one here and we can party together? I was like, oh, oh, that's what you're asking. No, no. Hell no. No, man. No. I do believe you get your ass kicked for green yeah, or something like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was awkward moments where I was completely like, yeah, yeah. I, did, did, you know where parties are? Parties yeah, are fun. Yeah. So um, things you don't know when you're in your early 20s and uh, completely. Alan, was that the same trip where you went to a bar and they were watching baseball, but it was Little League baseball and you realized that Philadelphia fans are actually the absolute worst? Yes. Because they were yeah. dogging 12-year-olds for striking out or missing yeah, a ground ball yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, they were there. I was at a I was at a hole in the wall in Philly, and there's a bunch of Philly fans, and there's no other sports on except for Little League World Series. And they were yelling, huh. screaming, cussing at the TV at these 12-year-olds every time something happened. I'm like, are Philly fans really this bad? Like, yep, yep. They're they're really mm. throwing so, beers at the TV. Sorry, Dean. Um, betty, sorry, betty Dean. Non- yeah, Daner. Betty on these games. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys suck. <laughs> but they take pride in how shitty they are as fans. Like, they, the more you dog them about it, they're like, damn right, we gave that 12-year-old a hard time. He missed the goddamn grand ball. How hard is it to backhand it, turn the double play? Fuck. Can't do that. Go home. That was me yesterday. We played kickball. And I'm like, you know, the kid's like, you didn't catch the fucking ball. And I like caught myself because I'm cussing at kids. I'm like, yeah, I can't lose my job at this point. So it is what it is. <laughs> or can you? Or can you? Yeah. The Lord will provide yeah. you you're okay. Yeah. So, so after parent says no, she immediately like kind of reassesses the situation. She's like, well, how would you come visit me in Maine sometimes? I'll come show you my bed chambers. I have some really cool iron work and in my in my bedroom and you know. And, Maybe she wants some iron yeah. work done. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She and, wants uh, to take him on a ropes course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and parents like, What's no. <laughs> Still no. So, I mean, Matt and, Matt and Perrin both are pretty, like, interface denial of her. It's the difference that Matt kind of talked to her first. So she's like, I'm not interested in that. But mm-hmm. Perrin immediately is like, no. She came to him and he denies her. Is that the difference between them? Like, why she seem more interested in Perrin than Matt? Them shoulders. It is the shoulders. It's just the shoulders. <laughs> it's the, it's shoulders. the broad shoulders, the the smooth, strong chest. Because I like what Ian said about I can't manipulate him, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, at this point, it's clear she can't manipulate Perrin either. Or maybe she still thinks she can. I think it's, yes. I was going to say that. I think she does feel like she has the ability to manipulate him if she really wants to try. I think the other side of that is, is Matt is not only not able to be manipulated but it would be more along the lines of um he would be attempting to manipulate her like parents not willing to manipulate not easily manipulatable but not going to be manipulating somebody else is very straightforward 
Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I, I concur. He doesn't seem like the type. Yeah. yeah. I so there's also the possibility. This one's far fetched. So if you put it in predictions, like penciled in lightly, um, let me start with the reasons why. So right off the bat, we see Barrelane when she's introduced. She's thrown herself at anybody that seems to be significant. You know, she shows oh. up. She's like, oh, Rourke, like, hmm, Rao, Rand, hmm, Rao. You know, we can do our thing. It's like she's trying to connect with anybody of power, significance, or whatever. And so far, what we see, like, well, Matt is known to be associated with Rand. He's been keeping himself in the outskirts. Perrin's been spending a little bit more time with him and maybe has a little bit more stature from the outside looking in from these people mm -hmm. here. So maybe she was trying to get with Perrin more, but then you got to think about why. So my, my point being is why maybe her power is threatened at this point. Maybe there's internal struggles in her homeland. Um, maybe there's issues there that we don't know about. And she's trying to find some sort of alliance. And unfortunately it's, it seems to be leading her down this path. If what I'm saying is correct down this path of, you know, being loosey goosey, using the silk type clothing to just trying to latch onto some dude, um, you know, to help solidify her power. Or maybe she's seeing the writing on the wall with everything that's happening and knowing that her city state is threatened. I don't know, but it's possible that she's doing this for, you know, political reasons to try and either maintain the power she has or, you know, gain more power, whatever. So Matt was somebody that she just didn't think could help her along that path. So she's like, but Perrin was kind of like, a, oh, Perrin's kind of been around the dragon. He's kind of respected. Da, 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 da. And of course, Rand is somebody she definitely tried, but that was, that was a hot topic. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm guessing at some point, at some point she tried Rourke. Um, I, I think there was, I think she offered <laughs> that, that the at the end of the, I, I think she offered <laughs> that at the end of the last book. She did. Yeah. Like, she said there she, was a hint at it. Yeah, there's a hint and there. then in, in these chapters we're reading, Warwick basically tells her, like, remember last time you tried this shit? And you yeah. know what happened, right? You better keep moving. Which I want to know <laughs> yeah. what the fuck happened. I yeah, know. that's good. Oh, that's good. good. I would love <laughs> to know what happened. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyways. So, so as all this has happened, Fayil enters the room. Uh, um, everybody's favorite pheasant feathered fan flinging falcon, Fayil. Mm -hmm. Fayil, yeah. And, um, ah. and, yeah, and Berlaine starts laying on thick right in front of Fael, and parents still saying no, and she kind of leaves by saying, "I always get what I want." <laughs> right before she leaves, um, and then yeah, parents kind of uneasy because Fael is completely calm. <laughs> like, yeah, not good. Something's not wrong. good. This Something's is not bad. Good. <laughs> this is bad. bad. <laughs> the way the way. Jordan describes what Bear Lane's doing like the very moment that Fayol walks in. From, from the parent perspective, it's like she's leaning in as if she's going to kiss and da-da-da-da-da and very close. But what's important is from the other person coming in, walking in on this, it could look like somebody leaning in for a kiss or it could look like somebody that just finished one. Mm -hmm. like, like she intentionally... I, I don't know if she has like real beef with Fael or if she's just trying to isolate Perrin, which is something manipulators do. They isolate their victims. 
we could talk offline about how I know about that shit. But <laughs> um, yeah, just very calculated. And I don't know. Not, I, I'll just say I'm not a fan of Bear Lane. What? I mean, so maybe, <laughs> maybe in the future I could, maybe in the future we learn about some of her trauma that helps me understand. And so I don't hate her. So I, I won't say I hate her, but I don't think I'll be a fan of her. Yeah. Not feeling yeah. it. Yeah. So what do you think about uh, Fayil's calming, being calm about all this? I think that's the worst part of it all, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, it's the, the calm before the storm is always the worst because it lulls you into this false sense of security. And then it's like, boom. I mean, how many times have you guys got caught in the storm? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and, true. Yep. And Fayil's there because she heard the rumors with the white cloaks too. And she's like, well, obviously, Perrin, you're going. So when are we leaving? And Perrin's like, uh, I'm leaving. You're not. I'm going by myself. And she's like, well, how are you going to get there in time anyways? It's like months and months away like to, to ride. And she's like, I'll just use the ways. And she's like, well, what? <laughs> you can't do that. She's like, I've done it before. <laughs> Loyal will guide me. We'll be fine. Like, we'll, we'll go. Um, you know, it'll be, it'll be a couple of days. Uh, not, 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 not like a whole month or something like that. It'll be just a few days and we'll, we'll be in the two rivers. Um, so what do you think about using the ways again? I mean, last time, last couple of times, it wasn't really that, that, that nice of a place. Not a good place. So on using the ways, uh, let me back up now. I'll say I'm curious. I kind of want him to, because it would help answer some questions that I, the reader has have has. I'm too drunk to get my tenses right. Um, both, both are fine. Both. Right. Um, all right. So if if they go into the ways and it's Perrin and Loyal and Fael, because let's be honest, Fael's going to go with Perrin. Perrin doesn't realize yet that it's a we thing. He keeps going, I'm going to do this. And Fael's <laughs> like, what are we going to do about this info? Like, he needs to realize it's a we. But anyways, if they go and nothing happens and they could just travel the ways and it's no big deal and Martin Sheen doesn't come along and try to hang out with them, then that tells us something about the other yeah, we call him we call it Martin Sheen. I thought that was common nomenclature. Sorry. Y'all y'all don't y'all that are listening don't get the visual, but I said Martin Sheen and DT I missed that did, one. <laughs> did, a, did, a, did a look and shook his head. So I don't know. Some sometimes we come up with this stuff, and I, I think everybody knows it. I haven't caught every episode. So. Right. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I love it though. I love I've, it. I've brought up finger blasting with other with other I got that uh, one. people, I got that one. and they're like, "What? What's finger blast?" And I'm like, "Wait, the whole Wheel of Time community doesn't know this yet." Like, <laughs> we said I it. I thought twice. I knew them all. Clearly, That's why it shocks me. I have canon. got a lot of them. So. Yeah. Hey, go on, go on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it would be cool to see if they were able to travel through it, no problem, because mm-hmm. uh, that would tell us something about the other people that were traveling before and who they were after. And let's not jump to conclusions that it was Rand. It, you know, could, could be Land because Land's the man. And it would mean Land. another loyal chapter. Oh, loyal. We need yeah. loyal. Loyal is a Well, it means a couple of things. Like, a couple of things. Like, that would also mean not only do you get loyal, you get the ways again, but mm-hmm. where are they going? They're going to the freaking two rivers if, if they do that. That's yeah. how do you feel about that? A return. What do you think? Yeah. I think whenever it happens, whenever we get back to the two rivers, I think this, that's going to be one of the moments where we unfold and open up like a whole nother story in a whole nother direction 
time traveling Tam. Well, time traveling. <laughs> he's not there. He's in the past already. So we can go to the future. So we can now. But so we have our two rivers folk, but we've also talked about, and I, I'm going to Lord of Rings it, the, the Misty Mountains. What's actually Mountains of Mist? Mountains, Mountains of, of Mist, yeah. right? Mountains close of enough. Mist. Close enough. And it's there's, a, and there's it's rumors of what might actually be there, and maybe there's people there, and maybe I, I feel what do, like it's... what do you, what do you think I saw? Exactly. <laughs> we haven't run into the dwarves and the elves yet. They're coming in this book soon, right? So, <laughs> we we also got the weep. early on. We got we got weep from Manethrin from yeah. um yep. rain so we know there's there's a history there's a bloodline there's a passionate group of just fighters resistors and if they're not exactly into rivers like maybe that's what's in our misty mountains nearby like i, I don't know i'm i i kind of well, want there... some shit to go down there so we can dig into what's left like what's the residual from these thousands of years history okay. of these people that were badasses at once like are they badasses again or do we find some secret army hiding in the misty mountains or yeah. I, I don't know Ooh, secret, <laughs> secret mountain army i like it yeah I mean, yeah sure happen. sure i and, mean i've got one you don't have a sweet secret mountain army <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Yeah. what do you see my secret mountain army baby <laughs> yeah and at this point well, Parents being really persistent, trying to say, Fayil, you can't come, you can't come. And she's trying to be persistent, saying, Yes, I am coming. And then finally he That's snaps. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and fi- finally yeah, he snaps, right. snaps and says, Well, maybe I'm interested in Bear Lane. Maybe, maybe that that's what I want. Maybe I don't want you. Um not even maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he like, was just like, I'm gonna go visit. He's like, that girl's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go there, maybe. Who wouldn't <laughs> want her? Things she shouldn't lap. say in a fight. Things she should never yeah. say in a fight. Yeah, when yeah, your sister's yeah. hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. So I mean, he ended he, that conversation really yeah. quickly, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go back just a minute. Sorry. Keep it yeah. up. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I find that it's interesting that he's so willing to go into the ways. Uh, but I also am interested to see now that he's developed himself more in regards to his own powers, what he may discover upon entering. Because we don't know much about what the ways is. We don't know it's connect, other than the fact that it connects the two worlds, like we don't really know any history behind it enough to say, maybe it's a dreamscape that he could enter into and maybe he can, maybe his power will evolve while he's there. Hmm. Maybe he'll be able to shift and change, you know, I have all these thoughts in that regard. We yeah. haven't really tapped into the ways. And we know there's the the black, bismal nothingness that's there that's trying to consume all souls. But, yeah, you I mean, know. We know how the ways is created. Is, I mean, we yeah. did talk about that in previous books. It's been a long time since we've addressed that. But they're created yeah. by the male Aes Sedai as a gift to the Ogiers for letting them stay in the settings. Yeah, um, but we but don't know what after, it is, though. But we don't know after, if it's a, Yeah. But yeah, that was after they all right. went mad. So, so it yeah. might have to do with this massive ring that Egwene has that clearly wasn't made for human fingers, but possibly Ogier fingers. Yeah. It was uh, one maybe. ring. 
It was one yeah, ring. I mean, I, I got large off. fingers though, so, yeah, so, so maybe Chris, for my hand. I'm sorry I haven't said this to like with you present to be able to defend yourself, but I've just put you in the O gear category, uh, and I've mentioned it to other people. I, you're, <laughs> my you're my nephew calls than, me an ogre. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're more human than the human man, as yeah. some would say. Yeah, but I I, I say that in a very loving way. So plot twist, the actual, the, the ring that Egwene has is actually a ring that some small people have to take from her and take it through an epic journey to a fiery mountain, um, <laughs> you know, and throw this ring, volcano. Um, and... Well, the first small person that gets it has to take it from a dragon. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> from speed dragon. dragon rand will take the ring first yeah. interesting and change his name to schmog uh yeah and <laughs> sit on it we've now entered the portion of the podcast where i've had just enough to drink that i am going to make no attempt to stay on topic so, yeah, alan, yeah. We have one alan good luck with? We haven't even hit the, the good chapter yet. Yeah, You're already exactly. Moving. exactly. Good, yeah. So let's get back so on. Good. Let's get back on track. Perrin says he's going to go with Baralane. Fail runs out the door, slams the door, runs out, and then Perrin's left thinking. He's like, I couldn't tell her. I just couldn't. He's had his inner, inner monologue, internal monologue, saying, you know, I I couldn't just tell her that the whole reason I'm going to two rivers is so they can hang me. Like. I can't let her watch this. That's why I'm driving her away. Like, I can't tell her that because she'll try to stop me. But it needs to be done. I need to save my people. And the only way I can save my people is to give myself up. Hmm. Thoughts? I don't think the white, the white clubs won't be satisfied. Hmm. They're a vengeful group. And in their minds, anybody connected to a dark friend needs to go. So he's wasting his time to think that he can go submit himself for the sake of his people, because then he becomes a martyr of some sort, and they're not going to let that happen. So by the time he gets there, half of them will probably be dead. Right. So I'm, I'm going to put a plug here, um, and this is something I just recently stumbled upon. I'm going to plug it, people listening, uh, uh, especially guys, especially guys, but anybody. Um, if you haven't seen a TED talk, I'm trying to find the guy's actual name. You may not be able to find it, but he wrote the book Man Enough, so you should be able to look that up. The book, the book I just got, haven't read it yet, but talked to some people that have been through the book and started listening to his podcast, and they sent me his TED talk, and it's pretty fantastic. And it has a lot to do about – gosh, I won't kill too much time on it, but there's just so much stigma about – the term, you know, man up, being man enough, and how traditionally in the past that has been very anti the feminine, not anti feminist, but like just anti the feminine. And, anyways, all sorts of issues with that. But part of what he talks about is uh, a lot of males, men that don't have good ways of discussing issues they have, discussing their. <laughs> emotional problems like they just have to be the builder the the saver the worker the whatever and they they suffer in silence and you have all these men out there that for quite some time have had all these issues that they're just convinced they can't share with anybody and this guy the little bit that uh i watched uh there were there was a story about where he was hanging out with other guys and he finally just broke down and 
confessed them all the issues he was having and fears that he had and insecurities that he had thinking that they were just going to dog him. And then it turned out like all these other guys that were very strong male figures also joined in talking about how they had the same issues or similar issues, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, it just so happened that I'm reading this, watching this about the same time that I'm reading this part of the book. And Perrin is very much that like horrible, dangerous, like stereotypical male, like he internalizes so much. And like there's many things about him that I respect, but he internalizes so much and he's doing the the suffering in silence and I can't tell anybody what I'm going to do. And he obviously has all of these strong emotions in him, like in and, and his actions are, he thinks out of love, like because he wants to save people, he doesn't want to hurt Fail. he doesn't want her to see that he feels responsible for what's going on to the people in the two rivers, everything. So he's already come to this conclusion that, well, I just have to go fucking off myself and that'll save everything but he talks about this with no one he doesn't share it with anybody like he and he doesn't feel comfortable doing it not even with his friends he doesn't have the conversation with ran he doesn't talk to to matt about it uh even with fayil where at this point we all know like there's there's not just caring there's love there between the two of them even though they haven't said it yet and he can't have the conversation with her. He just thinks it and knows he can't say it to anyways. So there was a serendipitous moment where as I'm reading this in my own personal life, I'm going through this also. So anyways, guys out there, if you're listening, if if you haven't looked it up yet, man enough, I apologize. I don't know the author's name right now. There's a TED Talk that's like eight minutes long. Listen to it. It's so freaking good. Okay. Yeah, I, think, I think that's actually a, a really good tie into this. I mean- these these boys clearly, uh, maybe not even just the boys. I would include Maureen in this, but there's clearly some communication issues that that could have made things a lot easier. Like so, yeah, communication problems in the real time. No, say it so. Right, right, say it so. But in the spreadsheets, <laughs> that's the first time it's been brought up on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but no, here or, or or any other, I'm sure. Like uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a tangent. No. <laughs> yeah. Pretty relative. Yeah. It's a thing. Uh, not at all. And you also I think, think about exactly the, what she said. Kind of hits. I was going to say you also think about the wild card, also uh, with the white cloaks and the two rivers. Um, who else is there? We learned in the prologue that they're not just the white cloaks there. There's one other person there as well. Adam mm-hmm. Fang. Yeah, that's mentioned. Our good in this old chapter. friend Adam Fang. Yeah. that's what that's what Rand says. It right uh, when Matt asks Perrin, "What did Rand say?" Yeah, uh, he's like. He said he'd do it. I should have. I should have known he'd do it. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. I, I. I. I agree with you, Ian. There is a lot of. I'm going to go on that tangent too. A lot of uh, toxicity, and um, when it comes to the word masculinity, that's one of the things that I studied when I was in school. Was of course I was taught by a large number of feminists. So it's like yes attack this idea um but masculinity is definitely tainted uh our perspective of human emotions and we have to essentially mask our own sense of of true self in order to put on this facade and it's created this situation where we have male privilege but with that privilege comes responsibility that we have to bear 
that oftentimes is really tough to really work through. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Yeah. And it's impossible so, to work through. I mean, and sometimes the what looks to be the easiest situation, if you had, or excuse me, the easiest answer, if you had somebody to talk to the situation with, you'd see really isn't the feasible situa- uh, solution. So, right. you know, he thinks he's found the answer, but that's because he's out of his mind with misery and grief. And not, now he has to protect more than just Fairland, but he has to protect his entire people. So he's doing the one thing that just seems to be the only solution. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel for him. Yeah, he's he's a little down right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's yeah. he's down, and we feel for him. I, I guess. And one other thing, I guess I'm thinking about, and at this point is, I think enough has happened from the, from the reader's perspective. Him and um, Fail, like. I, at least for me, maybe I'm reading into this. I feel like they both care for each other quite a bit. And I, I, I threw out the love word earlier. And it's not just that they have that affinity for each other, but I think they also recognize that the other person loves them as well. Agreed. But even now, like, Karen doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't, it doesn't even cross his mind to have the conversation with her. He feels that it's his job, his role to make that decision for her to not come, to not be a part of it. I mentioned that earlier that Fail had already made up from her perspective. It's, it's we, her pronouns are we, what are we doing? How are we going to solve this? I'm, I'm with you now. And Perrin is just, I have to do this to save you. Like I'm doing it for you, but it's it's in his mind. He's not having that conversation with her. He's not letting her, her being part of that decision. Again, I, I think some of that comes I, down I to that toxicity, and the other part comes down to the male privilege. Like as men, we have this authoritative being. You know, like if you look we are at the us, decision maker. Yeah, if you look at us biologically, are, women are much stronger. They're much more capable. We all know this. They make but, better decisions usually. I mean, then, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, at least I in mean, my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have been led to believe that it, this is the way it should be. And as men, we make the decision. This is him establishing his authority. And this is the decision that he has made for them. But he's using I terms because yep. she's less than in that sense. Right. And so, yeah. and, and then again, he's putting his that, foot down and telling her that this is what's good for her, even though he's not telling her. Exactly. But he's made the decision of what's better for her. And which uh, it makes it um, very toxic. Sorry. Because you don't have that opportunity to then lean on your partner and really determine and assess the situation. Because I feel as if her assessment is correct. Even if he makes it there in two or three days, he's going to find nothing but chaos. He needs to go with an army at hand. And the best line that he could have taken was to convince Rand to, if nothing else, send a group of Aiel with him or to send, you know, I would send some of the army men from the, the, the stone or whatever just to break them up. Something. Yeah. Something. I, I would, it would be twofold. It would break them up so that they can't really collude against them. But then it also gives parents some backup. And then it establishes some authority in regards to, you know, Rand's say in the matter because he hasn't really put them to action. He really hasn't given them work. (laughs) And we know that idle minds 
are the devil's playground. So, heck yeah. Or Beelzebub. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm more simple than that. I I wish Perrin and Fael could just there's there's something about what's going on between the two of them. Like I'm convinced if they could be a hundred percent honest with you, with each other, and they both be in the we not the I kind yeah. of mentality. I think they could fucking wreck shop. I think the plans they could come up with, not just what they could do individually sure. or, or as a team together, but, but what guys, they could come up with would be They'll be, be stronger fantastic. together for sure. Guys, I didn't put my floaties yeah. on tonight, and this is uh, – I'm, I'm drowning over here. So <laughs> Drowning. <laughs> Ten-foot swells, riptide, Alan, you're oh, fucked. Freaking... Chris, man, you think like a nosy noble, man. You are yeah. deep, deep, deep. Yeah. You've got all that figured out. Yeah. So let's switch switch characters here. Uh, so after Perrin has his thoughts, we go back to Fael, and she's angrily striding through the, the halls of stone um, after Perrin's comment about Barrelane, and she actually sees Barrelane. This is my favorite scene. I know back in the back in book one and two, we had moments because we were challenged to talk about our favorite scenes and our favorite moments. So I'll just say out loud, this was my favorite scene. And this will establish my favorite character in the three chapters. You may continue. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so she confronts Barely straight on, like, you stay off my man. And she barely turns back and goes, Okay, farm girl. <laughs> like <laughs> um, you know, because it, you said stay off my man, I'm just gonna let you know what my plan is. Step one, your man is mine. Step yeah. two, uh, 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 go F yourself. Yeah. Once once I'm done with him, you can have him back. But you know, I'll, I'll take him until until you know I'm I'm done with him. I don't even really want him. I just I just want you to not have him. So yeah. I'm he's gonna be a like an extra toy. I have toys, but I'm gonna add him to my list of toys. Cause look mm-hmm. at those broad shoulders. Yeah, exactly. They're broad. <laughs> They're shouldering. Like I need I need a couple of those. I mean I have some, but I, I need a couple more. So at this point, Fayil boils over. She pulls a knife out and she goes in full attack mode. Um, and to most of, at least in my surprise, my first read through, barely takes none of that. <laughs> she just whoops up on Fayil. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> so she this says, was the only surprise. I kind of like meandered through these chapters because, like, as as you read, it all kind of made sense. It's like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yep. This is typical parent. This is typical Matt, right? We're getting through it. We're or then wait. Barrelane did what? Like <laughs> in my mind, I already thought, and and I think I'm right in this. Fael has good instincts, decent mm-hmm. fighter, well trained. She's not a novice, right? Mm-hmm. She was traveling on her own for a while, getting ready to chase the goddamn horn. I hope she wasn't doing that with zero skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and. She a- attempted a small move and got just, overpowered by Bearline instantly. Yeah, yeah. Is Bearline just that badass, or is well, she bad? underestimated Bearline for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she did a combo there. And, and Bearline says, "Hey, I'm, I'm the head of our little small state. You think we're not trained to deal with assassins? Like yeah. we, they try to assassinate yeah. every day. We're trained from birth to deal with every assassins. Day. Like, come at me. <laughs> I despise being attacked, farm girl." <laughs> i could like it's almost matrix style like with one hand she's defending the knife on the other hand she's blowing off her freshly painted nails like mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna use these to go entice your boyfriend yeah. yes yes <laughs> you know it just seems so like casual how she defended the attack 
Yeah, yeah. Fayel's blown away. Blown away. She's like, yeah. how did I end up on my ass? I don't get it. She's like, maybe I'll leave scars on his back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and Verlin continues to taunt her. Um, and Fayel, you know, draws a second knife, gets ready to attack her again, and then Varuk shows up and disarms both Fayil and Verlaine. Um, you know, Fayil actually tries to punch Varuk, and that doesn't work because he's a badass Fayil, and he's like, no, sit down, girl. Both of you guys stop. And Verlaine, go back to your room. <laughs> and she's like, she mm-hmm. starts to protest. Says, Do we need to repeat our first talk? <laughs> All right. Was it really nail, nail on the head. Right there. Nail on the head. So nail at this point, head. at this point, nobody should care about uh, Rourke overpowering Fayil or even Bear Lane, but brushing file to the side, no big deal. But the reference to, do you want me to do whatever again? We've already seen Bear Lane overpower Fahil, and then very easily work comes in, lays a slap down. And I mentioned earlier, at the end of the last book, like Bear Lane was like, well, First the dragon and then Rourke and or whatever she actually said. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> and then we have this reference where clearly she attempted something with him. There was I some... think she I think she got what she wanted. And I don't some. think she, I don't um, think she did. <laughs> I think she I tried. Think she attempted and, and Rourke. I think she attempted to own him and he owned her. Rourke laid the right. <laughs> I think she he attempted. mounted the horse. Right. <laughs> I, I think he put an end to that so hard that this is the first time. Yeah. Uh, well, well, second time. And Rourke, I guess Rourke's married I got, to Amis and another woman. So he, I think they of, all got. So. Yeah. I was going to say two, this was the first women. time. This what? was the first time she tucked tail. <laughs> but I'll say this is the second time when Rand lost his shit and she was there and she came running out. I guess you could kind of qualify that as tuck tail. I'm in over my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the only, but okay, that's the dragon losing his goddamn mind. So we all would run out of there going, the fuck just happened. Yeah. But yeah. this is the first real interaction where she, that we see her going, uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to leave because <laughs> somebody tried to put pressure on her. Yeah. <laughs> that's what really that's, happened. Oh, maybe you might, you might not be wrong. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. I know if somebody told Chanel, you know, he came up and approached me. I'd be taken off pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Pew. yeah. So, yeah. So, Berlin, you know, leaves and uh, Rourke keeps both of Vile's knives as punishment and warns her harsher penalties if, he, if she does not keep the peace. Um, and after Rourke leaves, Vile has this final thought that she's determined to, you know, the parent will be hers, you know, no matter oh, yes. what. Yeah. He she will be mine. She will be mine. Right, right. And she makes kind of a departing statement though. She she kind of she kind of leaves saying, like, oh, what did Berlaine say again? What was that? She oh, says she, she said so long and thanks for all the fish. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was something Berlaine about... said that that she she went back to at the very end of this chapter and says, What yes, was it she about... said? Oh uh, dear, um on an ogre's oath. The ogre's um, oath. Yep. And she, and she runs off very excited. Um, what do you guys think is going on there? I think I miss loyal. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where Jordan messes up. He 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 deprives me of loyal for so long. The 
the moment he mentions O'Gear, and I should be getting deep into it, I'm just thinking, well, gee whiz, what's he doing? Sure, sure. How did he do during the attack? Did he have to kill somebody? Did he sing to a tree and make that wood grow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> into a battle staff? So he can defend himself. <laughs> oh, it's so fun getting to see your your faces while I listen. I always listen. I never get to see this. This is so much better. Uh. I'll tell you what. Even when I was even when I was on my sailboat recording in my phone, when I made comments like that, I was still acting it out. Animating, even though nobody could yeah, see me, yeah. I was still animating. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how we end this chapter with uh, Roark, uh, with Fayil thinking I'm, I'm going to have Perrin no matter what. She will be mine. Or he will be mine. Yes. And um, yeah, any thought, any final thoughts, anything we missed from this chapter? I mean, we spent a lot of time on it. But I, I have a question for them if they don't have any final thoughts on their own, first of all. Nope. Give us questions. Okay. I, I Challenge question. us. One, one thing. So we've been, we've been delivered in this chapter, his plan for what he kind of wants to do next, which presumably could be what's coming in this book. Could be. We never know with RJ. Um, which is, uh, I'm going to go save the two rivers by killing myself or, or, or giving myself up to be killed in recompense for what he feels, as you said, uh, Ian, responsible for. Do you think it goes that way? Do you think that that's where we go from here? That, oh, absolutely not. No, not even close. Or And then if you don't think that, how do you think the two rivers goes, or do you think we never do the two rivers thing? Where where are we headed here? Oh, I hope we do the. I hope we do the two rivers thing, and part of the reason I hope is because I feel like, well, y'all have heard. I know I know there's more to Tam than we've been given, and I want to say there's there's got to be a lot more to um, Matt's father. Well, Matt's father, but uh, Perrin, who uh, who he's working for, the blacksmith. Yes. Luhan? Master Luhan. Luhan. The fact that he was like, oh, you're going off on adventure. Hold on. Take this fucking battle axe with you. (laughs) 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 Makes you think, all right, Luhan, what you you know? Who you hang out with? Maybe Luhan is the local contact for the Mountain of Mist folk. I don't know. We Maybe were, it's we were and... given given the battle axe uh, scenario, right? Right. Yeah. I'm not sure you recall yeah. that. It was fucking two years ago for you guys. <laughs> You're reading it so I don't slowly. Know. I don't yeah, know how tr- you guys do. The trouble is, we drink while we do this, so I don't remember. <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. Good, good question. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and more importantly, Mistress Luhan. Yeah. Yeah. Real I do hope. Go ahead. Yeah. I was say I I just recapping. I want it to happen. I don't know if it will, but I want it to. And badly. If we do, if we do, Perrin's gonna go die, and then that's the end of Perrin. No, Perrin's oh, not gonna my. die. <laughs> like it's gonna be one of those like. So you're not buying that, okay? Like at no, the at, at the maybe it gets close to the moment. Maybe he even surrenders himself, and it's about to go down. But at the moment, there's a dire moment where like sh- something swoops in. Whether it's the two rivers spoke, finally, you know. Well, let's go on your 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 idea of people being in the mountain of the mist. Let's let's work on that. I feel we don't know where the way we don't know where the ways is going to exit in the two rivers. So maybe he gets dropped off in the mountains of the mist and finds the people of the mist, and they're like, "What up, Ken?" And it's like, "Not much, dog." And it's like, "Let's go down and take care of some business." Brings the mist because they've been waiting for that. 
Yeah, because it wouldn't be awakening in in Emmons Field. Maybe it is up in the mountains. Yeah, Yeah. the mountains. Even if there was one, Chris, this is Jesus. I told y'all earlier I was terrified that I would have to do this show without Chris here because the bouncing (laughs) back and forth is so important. I didn't even think of that. Like, how do we incorporate the people from the mountain semester, Misty Mountains, or whatever we're calling that shit? Yeah, but. Where do you know the ways are crumbling? They're struggling. Even if there was a way gate in the middle of two rivers, it's very easy that we're almost there. Oh, no, the bridge is collapsing. We have to go around this way. And they come out, and it's in this place that we've heard that there's potentially mm-hmm. some, sh- like, cool people, mm-hmm. something going on in the mountains. Treasure. And he hooks up with them <laughs> and then works his way down, and that's the army that saves the day. There you go. Chris, like you're, the, you're the you're the fucking man. Alan, hold on. TT, give him a second. Alan, pull up the spreadsheet. <laughs> Go to the predictions. Yeah, this is why I asked the question. I, I needed a prediction at the end of this chapter. I know they weren't monumental. I, but there, I made two there. statements that were meant to be predictions and they've already left my mind that quick. So oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 not, not now. Earlier on, I, I made statements. I'm, I heard I'm some a, predictions there anyway. I'm a double down on ways to the Misty mm-hmm. Mountains. Yep. To a big motherfucking army coming in and save the day. Mm. I like and it. over the over into the entering the valley. It will might be, be Tom on a unicorn <laughs> with Moraine. Sweeping Moraine <laughs> off her feet and they go make sweet, sweet love. <laughs> you know what? At this point, fuck it. I agree. Yep. <laughs> unicorn riding Tom. Yeah. <laughs> prediction that <laughs> uh, awesome great great job that's awesome alan's pretending to update the spreadsheet but he's typing into his own personal diary i hate my life <laughs> is, how'd you know sometimes i question what i'm doing I think he's so texting, the texting his up? wife i need more wine <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a bad idea right now yeah, yeah. i'm gonna he uh, might need more wine but don't it's, text it's, your wife it's 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 figment that's on i got plenty here boys <laughs> i'm counting yeah, on this break for real when, when do the uh when do the elves show up in the no. dwarves <laughs> you didn't see when ronin showed up we get opposite elves we got ogre you, you're gonna have to watch the video when ronin uh-huh. shows up for the good night because he has elf ears they're they're they come uh, to a point mm-hmm. i don't know where they came from I don't have them, and his mom doesn't have them, but they're straight out there. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to chapter 15, into the doorway, and we got the dice again. So we're going to start with Matt. Um, so I know we talked about, I know you guys read this, and you guys predicted last week, or well, a few weeks ago, that Matt's going to go into the doorway. Can we so, really call that a prediction? Now let's pause for a moment. This wasn't even a prediction. This is a given. We won't even claim this one. You can erase that off the board. Alan, that stop, was a given. Stop playing, that Alan. Was going in. The, moment, the moment it was mentioned before Matt was even in the story, Chris and I both went, Matt's going to go through. <laughs> There's this super dangerous and you might die, but you get some information. Chris and I went, Matt. Matt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we start with Matt. He's in the basement in the center of the tier. He's looking at the twisted red door, door frame, uh, the redstone door frame. And he's thinking about Gwen, how he promised her that he would not go in unless his life depended on it. 
And he's like, well, I can't get away from Rand. Rand's going to go mad. That's going to kill me eventually. So my life depends on it. I got to go in. Hmm. So he justifies it. He's like, I'm not freaking rules. No doubt. <laughs> it's subjective. My yeah, life depends exactly. on it. You guys said uh, that immediately upon him hearing about this doorway. <laughs> like, he's, he's going in. He's uh, going in. <laughs> we, we could talk about surprises of other people, but this one, no surprise. No. Yeah, we all have faith in Matt. He never lets us down. And he knows he can ask three questions in there. He knows this much because he's been told this. And he's been thinking a lot about these questions before he goes in. So he has them in his mind. He's thinking about it over and over again. It's like, you know, like when you get told like a phone number and you have to remember it and you're saying it in your head over and over and over again. He's like, he's repeating his questions over two, and over one, again. Like, going to ask Sure, right sure. Or like right you, you, <laughs> you find the genie's lamp, you're going to take a minute to stop about, think about what three wishes you're going to make too. It's very similar. This is a, I get to ask three questions and get true answers. Right, yeah, exactly. I'm going to think about it. He's got them no. planned out. It's like, did, did, did y'all see that meme where I was like, the guy figures out the code. He's like, you know, Rubs the genies like I want unlimited wishes. It's like uh, against the rules, you cannot ask for more wishes. He goes, I want to leave me genies. He's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> gotta steal the eat, gotta eat the Tell her about it when I got the time. Anyway, so uh, he enters in through the doorway, and all of a sudden he's in um, a room, a round hall, very high ceilings. Um, and kind of this really creepy place. And suddenly there's a creature next to him. And that's all, that's what he describes. It. It's like this creature. It was not, Voldemort. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very much like a snake. Um, what yeah. do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, and the other thing that's really weird about it is there, there's no light source, but there's, you know, well, I mean, now, wait, the creature asked some questions about the light source. Yeah. So that's, the creature, the creature started asking these questions. Like, first, do you do you bring any light? And he's like, no. It's like, do you bring any iron? He's like, no. Any method of music? No. <laughs> you know, and Matt says, so those those are the three things that are his biggest concern. Yeah, the <laughs> concern. What did you guys think I when you read that? <laughs> yeah, what what is your favorite music? color? I can't rock out to Zeppelin while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, D nine. They they have no the stairway. They don't want to forget it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Odd, they, odd. they have the hidden tinker song and they don't want to get any other oh, songs stuck in the Oh, I like head. that. I like so. that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They, they don't I, want a song I, to get stuck in their head. Yeah. I like that Chris was being smart. I went straight Monty Python and I was like, what, what, what is your favorite color? <laughs> Red, no blue. What, what is your quest? What yeah. is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> African or European? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Matt finally sees the creature and tries to decide whether it's human. Um, and it looks human, but it's not human. It's like snake-like. It's weird, but human features, but reminds him of a snake. It's just really... Tom Mavalo River. Yeah, really creepy-looking creature. Yeah, we're meeting new other new creatures. Mm-hmm. Boys, this is fun. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about this? New like, what, be new beings. Creatures, kind of okay. derogatory. Yeah, new, okay. beings. new beings. What What do you think about these these beings? And and also, like to what what DT was asking, what do you think about these three things he asks? Besides the Monty Python, no iron, no sources of light, no music. Uh, well, I. 
what is said in the beginning or at the end kind of comes full circle at the beginning. Sensations. <clears throat> they don't want to be overstimulated by anything. Okay. And they don't want false sensations. You know, okay. a source of light brings heat. It's not a human sensation. Mm. You know, steel can bring their own pain. It's not a sensation that they can feed off of. And then music brings a sense of joy and pleasure. But again, it's something that they would have to be able to sense and feel. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing is, is that heat and music and steel bring comfort. And it seems like these creatures almost feed off of the discomfort of the individuals that enter. Okay. Not steel. Iron. Iron. Iron, excuse me. <laughs> iron. So That's the iron. <laughs> you know, yeah. iron indicates weapons, indicates protection. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. So hit me with the restrictions one at a time. Alan, what's number one? Light. Source of light. Light. Light's a constant. Uh from the physics world it travels at a certain speed it's a constant mm -hmm. in our world wink mm -hmm. what's next iron iron is magnetic is it not yes yes phosphorus so. yeah so also a physical constant in our La world yep last one music music harmony also a constant it was the universal language it's the same no very much so even if you try to jazz it up and you have like these anxious chords there's still for the jazz to work it has to come together at some point it's all the yeah. same three card chords have you well not jazz this ain't green day jazz <laughs> <laughs> can't play jazz <laughs> jazz chords have some disharmony but in order for it to work there has to be a conclusion to it it, it always wraps up What's the old? No. What's it's the old, a mathematical language. The old joke: yeah. if you if you can't be a rock drummer because you can't keep a beat, just become a jazz drummer. Yeah. <laughs> you can hit on any beat, whatever. Yeah, you can hit but, on any beat, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, um, you know, I I just I just got the vibe that the like early on the the existence of where we're at is uh, in some middle plane, some disharmony, some pocket between realities and like there there's a risk if you go there and you show up with anything that um is a strong constant to the reality we live in live in you might you might cause problems there so you know d don't 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 do the don't do the music don't do the light those are things that could pull us one way or the other and the iron i i mean this is the part where i feel is a stretch but my mind went to the you know magnetic and the various mm -hmm. material. Yeah, I've never taken physics, but every time you speak about it, it, it like draws this urge for me to go and take another science course. Well, you should have been in uh Alan and I, we took an AP physics class senior uh, year. <laughs> and we learned so much. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I learned the bullying point of ink. Um <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Ooh. That was not part of a lesson. <laughs> no, we, we did we did a lab on bowling points and um and we pranked this teacher all the time. So like during the at the end of the class, I left the heat plate on in a beaker with water in it, and I just dropped one of a ballpoint pen into the into the beaker and just went back to sit down and then we we're debriefing about the lab. 
and the bell i'm looking at the clock and waiting for like the time where it's like one minute left to the bell rings and like time it just right and raise my hand up and the teacher like i never raised my hand the teacher's like al do you have a question i was like yeah i was just curious like what's the boiling point of ink and he's like <laughs> why would you ask that and i was like i was just really curious and then the bell rings rise he looks back at the lab and ink's boiling up everywhere like all over the floor <laughs> like it's like whatever i was like oh gotta go next class bye and just like, gotta go <laughs> Oh, yeah, for, for all of you that feel bad about this teacher, and you should, we we abused him. Uh, just so you know, both Alan and I, not at the same time, but separately, and we only found out about this after the fact. We both went back and apologized to him because we, we realized, like, of all the teachers we ever had, we were so bad in his class. We were, like, oh. and I felt so bad when I apologized to him. I went back to like this was like several years after after college so several years after high school so i went back to yeah. my old high school i he turned ghost white when he saw oh, me and no like, i was like dude i'm an adult now i'm not coming to prank you like <laughs> um you know and and he, he was terrified when he saw and he, Alan. yeah and he was in the middle of teaching a class and he came on the hallway to talk to <laughs> me and as we're talking i'm apologizing to him i see a student like sneak up and lock the door to the class and like, and like, I, I, and so like, as I apologize, he turns around to go open the class door. He's locked out of his own classroom and starts like screaming, like banging on the door. I was like, and I gotta go. I'm so sorry for everything I did, but it's still happening. And uh, apparently I'm not uh, still teaching. Like, <laughs> uh, it takes and, 20 years to that pension to kick in. Yeah. <laughs> And he's so grandfathered into that one, so he's he, he sticking around. He was riding into it that, at that point. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I had a moment at a football game that it was at to give a fairly sincere apology, and we talked quite a bit. And I don't know, Alan. I don't know if you ever went back and talked to him, but your brother actually had a conversation with him at the end of his year in his class as well. And so we talked about that, and he was like, "Yeah, it's like you know." Everybody always seems to pick on me, but at the end, I guess it's okay because y'all come back and like you know we've made amends and it's all good. And so I, I I don't know. It might just be us. It's probably me, you, your brother, and that might be it. And and Ray, remember Ray's the one that threw the piece of clay at him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or yeah, it was a clay. Whatever it was, the putty. Yeah, putty. And hit him in the forehead and almost knocked him out. But Ray also went back. <laughs> Ray also Ray also apologized to him. So that's four people. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully his life is complete. Yeah, Ray Ray, Ray 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 was on the on the football team. He was a beast of a linebacker, I think he was. Yeah. No, he um, was he was cornerback. 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 Yeah. And he played he played at West Point and yeah. was actually really good. Yeah, and um, we were playing with Putty, and he asked everybody to hand in the Putty, and Ray kept on playing with his Putty, and he's like, "Ray, I need the Putty back." He's like, "Do you want me to throw it to you?" He's like, "Yeah, give it to like, me now." Yeah, throw it to you. He's like, "You sure you want me to throw it to you?" He's like, "Yeah, throw it at me." He's like, "I'm gonna throw it at you," and he like just reaches like hard as he can, just like beads it right at him, hits it square in the head, and like Gums knocked him out. It was pretty bad, but <laughs> he he had uh, a bruise. <laughs> he had a bruise in the middle of his forehead for a week. But he would, prank, he would prank us back. Like he got the Tesla ball that that did, and he charged up for like an entire hour, knowing that one of us. So we got shocked to shit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Good for him. It, it went back and forth. Uh, As it, he should. 
we got the he, best. We definitely got more than he did, but he definitely was a good sport yeah. about it and cranked his awesome. back. And, and yeah, it, was, it went back and forth a lot. But. We also boosted his numbers because uh, Marion, myself, and a couple others, we, I, I don't know, I think you were at least a, a three or higher on the AP exam. No, did I you wasn't. hit three? You weren't? Okay. Oh, no. I, I, oh, you, you I, drew pictures? I drew pictures. Okay. And, and wrote a letter of apology to whoever the, <laughs> the exam grader was. Uh. <laughs> there was like three or four of us that like aced the AP exam, and he was super excited because he knew he didn't teach us anything. Uh, and then the rest of us were like Alan, doodled pictures, drew sailboats, and apologized. I already got in college. I didn't really care anymore. But anyway, so let's go back to the book. Um, so book, yeah, <laughs> we're reading one. Chapter. Yeah. Um, so they are walking through this corridor, uh, Matt and this uh, this being, um, and he looks outside, and the landscape's go, all go, weird. Go, go. Okay. The corridor's weird, and he finally arrives in this larger room, and there's three figures um, st- sitting up on, on pillars in the room. Um, the so, scenes, by the way, outside remind me of Bleach, if you ever watch the anime. If you okay. don't, go back, look at it. Okay, It's a really good anime. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Sure. So, yeah, so Matt's very careful uh, about the situation because he's prepped to all his questions. So he asks his first question. He's like, should I go home to help my people? And they respond with, no, you must go to Radium. And the bell sounds. And that completely, oh. that completely flusters Matt. Like, everything else just goes completely out the window at that point. He's like, what? what? He was hoping for a yes or no <laughs> answer. He was for yes or no. And he's like, Radian, like, why would I ever go to Radian? Because you will die if you don't. Bong. He's like, wait, no, that's my question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck um, is wrong with you people? Bong! Bong. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, Matt's turn is over. Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. Yeah. And Matt had planned out, like, how does he get away from Aes Sedai uh, to recall, recall his lost memories? That was one of the questions he was going to ask. But in anger, you know, he asked him why he should go to Radio, and they respond, well, you'll die. Uh, the second bong, t- you know, the second Dell tolls. Um, and then Matt then forgets everything of what he's planned. And, um, <clears throat> and what does he ask the third question? I'm trying to remember what his third question was. Um, first one was like, should I go help my people? Yeah. And he said, no, you should go to Iridium. Why should I go to Iridium? Cause you'll die otherwise. Uh, why, why will he die if he doesn't go to Iridium? That's what he asked. That's, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Correct. Why will he yes. die? Why? And they said, um, uh, because you will have sidestepped fa- uh, fate and um, you'll be killed um, because the fate will not be fulfilled. Sure. And and that's when the final one he says. And, but and then he asks a fourth. He sneaks in a fourth question. <laughs> he asks yeah. a fourth question. And then Matt's really upset. And like everything starts to shake. And like the whole world, like the whole thing's crumbling down. He went wild down. card. And he's like, he's like, no, I'm not gonna take your bullshit answers. Like, what fate? <laughs> like, you haven't given me a straight answer. What I want fate? a straight answer. What fate? And they're like, they're like, they're hesitant to answer. They this. actually He's give like, him three answers they give him to three his answers. fourth question. To his fourth question. It's like to marry the daughter of nine moons, to die and live again and live once more as part of, of what was and to give up half the light of the world to save the world. Hmm. That's a lot. He matted the shit out of that. He, <laughs> he, did. he matted it. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. 
I guarantee you was... no one else ever got that many answers out of them. Yeah, yeah, but he also got none of the answers he wanted. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Which what do you also, think? Of... Also part well, of matting it. We should also mention the questions that he wanted. He mentions both of those too in this. Yeah. Which was um, he wanted to know how to get away from Aes Sedai mm-hmm. and uh, how to fill the holes I mean, in his memory. Answer though. He got, so I mean, if he goes to the waste, he's going to get rid of, get away from the Aes Sedai. And since that's his fate, maybe being severe, and he'll be able to get away from Rand to do so. So, what do you think about this whole? He has to go to Radian. Let's start there. All right, flashback to earlier today where I was talking about how Matt is starting to get in this headspace where he knows he's important, but he doesn't know what, and he needs to be pulled, but not to be a number two, but to be number one in his own story. Right. And this is kind of following along with that. The obvious is, all right, there's, there's, there's hints that I should go back to two rivers there's the obvious I should stand tall next to my rand and defend the dragon. Da 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 da. But he knows there's something more. That's why he hesitates to commit to Perrin to say, yes, I'm going with you. Or no, I'm staying with Rand. Like he just he feels pulled. And then there's this other answer of no, maybe you should go to this other place in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's committing to that, but at the very least, this is this is another step of the opening the eyes of Matt of there's more to this world. There's more to the problems that are going on. You don't have to follow that path, this path, this path. We're at the precipice now where Matt hopefully can choose choices. That's also an inside joke. Choices. No, I I got choices too. I listen enough. I just missed the one. I I figured choices (laughs) has been around. Uh, I got choices. Yeah. So (laughs) he gets to make a choice about the path he, he goes down and it could be the help him help my past, help my now help a future. I don't understand. What was that last part of his answer? The third part, the third, the third thing uh, to get up. Uh, the third, the third question he asked, or the third part of the answer. The third part of the answer. To give up half the light of the world to save the world. So could it be that he Ooh. travels with the Blaine to the waste? I mean, that's that's where Rian is. So Rian's in the like, waste. Yeah. yeah. May, maybe he travels with the Blaine, and the Blaine's the other half of the Blaine, and hmm. you know he figures he has to sacrifice her. Ooh. So Martin was okay with killing people in season one. I feel like Jordan eventually diced up people and killed them, but like he didn't want to in book one. And then book two happened. He was like, no, but Harriet, I don't need to yet. And she's like, oh, fucking just kill somebody. He's like, no, 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 not yet. And then we're in book three. And like, I feel like we're at the point where people need to die. Like important people. (laughs) In book three. Right? And then maybe, he's like, no, I, I'm waiting for chapter 16 in book four, and everyone dies. Right, but eventually, <laughs> Harriet has been very patient, but she's yeah. going to put her foot down. She's going to yeah. be like, Robert, kill somebody. <laughs> and well, <laughs> and we, it, it's, it's happening. We're, it's, we're coming up on it. All let's, of our heroes cannot survive. There's no t- fucking way. I will well, hate Perrin's going to go give himself up, so that's it. Right. Perrin's, yeah. yeah. If in this series all of our heroes survive, then Alan, fuck you. Like, why am I reading this? I hate this series. It's not gonna happen. So another wife. So let's 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 talk about the three things. So to marry the daughter of the nine moons, 
Let's is talk that Lanfear? Celine. Yeah. Who's yeah, the daughter Lanfear. of the nine moons? What are the Lanfear. nine moons? Yeah. The nine phases of the moon. I know there's oh. is there nine? No, it's not nine. I don't know. I'm going with Lanfear. That's what I was Lanfear. feeling. So Celine. that's gonna marry Mary Mary Lanfear. Marry the daughter of the nine moons. Daughter. Nine moons had a baby. And oh shit. That's gonna marry. Rand and Lanfear <laughs> procreate. Oh my gosh, does Jordan describe that interaction? <laughs> <laughs> or they did, and she's like forsaken B B team, also thousands of years old. No, but no, it's okay. It's it's not that I put you on B team. You are B team leader. <laughs> it's the leader of B team. <laughs> That's a life aquatic reference. Yes, it is. If y'all haven't <laughs> been there, you need to go um, do that. Yeah. Uh, to die and to live again and to live once more as part of what was. Hasn't he kind of like died already a little bit there? A little bit, but did he actually die dying? So is, is Matt actually going to die? He didn't die. No, Alan, stop fucking with die? words. No. She Maybe said more die, death is not dead, die, die. He becomes one with more death. That's what I'm going to go with. Chris, and then he, listen he to yourself. Chris, listen to yourself. You said more death. You said, well, there's a death. But maybe more death. Like there's more to death. Like it doesn't end at death. There's more to that shit. Yeah. And you could do it multiple times. And and the last one was to give up the half the light of the world to save the world. I gave you my take on that. Yeah, you gave me a take it's on a that. Sacrifice of Dwayne. Yeah. And then they name him. They say son of son of battles, trickster, and gambler. Uh, and then reiterate, yeah. you must go to Radian. Uh, and uh, Matt is carried forcefully out at this point as everything's crumbling and like literally it's too much too it's much too much say the saver the strain the strain of course we didn't realize that we were questioning at the yeah. same time wow yeah and as soon as he gets thrown out he immediately tries to go back in the doorway and just goes through to the other side nothing happens um I'm not done with you. I'm not done. Yeah, he like he like gets thrown through, and then he like gets up all mad, jumps at it, <laughs> leaps goes right through, through it, smashes into the wall, stumbles over, knocks, breaks three tire angry out. Your yeah. your first two answers were bullshit, so they don't count. I'm coming back. Back. You know, wait. No, no, That's no, what he's yeah. mad about later too, right? When he says yeah. Yeah. later, why can't we go back? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so yeah. So. Final thoughts on all this before we move to, I guess, the next immediate scene. Um, go ahead. I like it. Like I like it. it a lot. Good. There was one thing I wanted to ask you guys. What did he see? Do you guys take note of what he saw out of the window? And what did you think about that? He describes two things in, the, in that. From the window. I was, I was wondering whether or not the three arches that he saw were the describes same Describes them as a, to yeah, three tall silvery spires. Mm-hmm. Is that and a, tree, and a tree with a broken branch are the two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, tree with a broken branch. I was, I'm completely disconnected on that one. I'm like, hey. uh, yeah, I think he almost said that to like make make sure it was like repeatable. The broken branch being something yeah. that couldn't. But Tarvalon comes. But to the mind. spires. Okay, curious. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. I was just wondering what you thought. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah. So he leaves of course the the doorway and matt starts to think about you know review what just happened and he's angry um you know and he's pissed about this daughter of the nine moons thing he's going on about it. he's like i'd rather marry a pig than a noble woman that sounds like some noble woman and i don't i don't want anything to do with nobles 
uh, you know, and he's getting all upset and he's about to leave. And then Rand steps out of the doorway. <laughs> and Matt's like, <laughs> hey, bud. <laughs> like, uh, and Matt admits to Rand immediately. He's like, yeah, I went through. Uh, and Rand's like, yeah. Um, so we both went through. And like, as they're talking, Maureen steps out and is like, <laughs> everyone's in there. Okay. That's a big party. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. And That's she's not happy at all about this. <laughs> like she's like, which one of them told you about this? And who do I need to kill right now? Because I am pissed. And Rand's like, like, bitch, I'm literate. Yeah, <laughs> I read it in a book. <laughs> and yeah. Matt's like, eh, I'm no snitch. <laughs> I'm for <from> bad news. <laughs> yeah, snitches Matt, get Matt's like, and I wind up in ditches. I can read too. <laughs> <laughs> which Maureen's not buying that at all, but Matt avoids giving away, you know, the answer to get anybody in trouble. Um, and, you know, Rand starts going on. It's like, yeah, um, I, I need an interpreter because I couldn't understand any of the language they were saying. And Matt's like, wait, they're speaking a different language. She's like, yeah, they speak the old tongue in there. And Matt's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. I knew, <laughs> I knew that. I concur. <laughs> I, I totally concur. Why didn't I concur? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so I'll say this. Uh, the Matt thing, obviously, Chris and I thought Matt was going. The moment we heard there was a thing that was dangerous, there's a dangerous thing, Matt, right? Um, and then we we heard a little bit of the exchange between Moraine and, and the other girls, and it wasn't inconceivable that Moraine was going to go because she already kind of showed to us, to the reader, that she was willing to risk that because the answers she needed were so important. Um, she needed to do that. So the Moraine thing, not surprising. The Rand thing, I guess that was the most surprising out of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan tied it up nicely with, we've already seen that Rand is reading on his own. He brought all the books mm-hmm. in here and he's trying to figure them out. That's the only one that was a really big surprise. I thought I thought Rand <laughs> wishes could be totally random and and how he moved from this point forward. But I guess maybe he's going to lean on what he learned here, which yeah. we don't know what he learned here. Mm. Yeah, maybe we will find out soon. I don't know, but yeah, he was the only wild card at this point, which is normally Matt. But yeah, Rand is wild card. And Moraine does explain to to them as well that they feed off emotions. Um, that that's the savor that they were talking about, and that the fact that they were too severe in there at one time surprised didn't bring down the whole entire thing. Like that's yeah. just too much. Like. Two of you were in the same time. Is Perrin in there too? And like, like, no, Perrin, please don't be in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sign freak out moment. Wait, yeah. but there were so Matt was in there, and while Matt was in there, there were two different moments of them feeling overpowered. Mm-hmm. So we say, right? So it was an issue when Matt was there. Um, who who but, went in first? I'm curious. What order do you think they went in? They were all in there at once, and then they came out, Matt, then Rand, then Maureen. Who went in first? You know, I would think Maureen would take more time than Matt. I think Matt would be the in an, I think Matt probably went in last. That's my... I do, I do, I do too. I, do too. I think there's some good evidence for that, too. Yeah, I think that, Matt went yeah. in last. He went in, and it's like, that's just, like, did rapid fire, whereas the other two probably took a lot more time and were a lot more thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot more calm and collected than Matt. And, like, and there, was like an, <laughs> there was an interpreter, too, so it's this right. weird, longer, more drawn-out conversation. I think of yeah. all of them i think moraine had to go first because she would have noticed evidence of somebody else going in before yeah her. yeah he would have been most focused on any 
holy shit, there's that dust was disturbed, that whatever. I feel like she went first. Okay. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. The next two, I don't know because no, I go have, Rand and then Matt. I, I, I think, still go yeah. Rand and then Matt too. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mostly if I had to put my money, but the next two were probably less observant of the who went first thing. So my evidence oh, yeah. for Rand for for Matt going last is that when he gets there, unlike Moraine and Rand, who would have walked in quietly, deliberately, opened the door, closed the door. Matt walks in and goes, there's a door, and he kicks it and breaks it. The door falls apart. Door's struggling. As he walks in. That door's been abused. I think Rand or Moraine would have noticed that. Uh, He he does mention footprints, though, Matt. He mentions footprints. So someone was there before him. So there's that. True, true. It's not like we discovered the end of book 10 here. We just, you know. That's Close. the depressing part. I just, I want to read or, more. Or did you? Damn it. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh. I about to say, we could have. <laughs> he keeps doing that. So, um, yeah, and then Matt lies to Moraine as well. She asked him, uh, you know, did you get answers to questions? Like, I didn't even ask any questions. They kicked me out. Pause. They all lied to each other. Oh, yeah, they all did. There's lies of omission and commission. They all lied to each other. There was no sharing of, inma- of information here, and um, I'll leave it to somebody else to make a joke about communication problems. Yeah. <laughs> nope. so here we go again. Communication. Yeah, um, and then we end the chapter with with Matt asking Moraine, you know, why you can't go in twice, and she avoids answering him. Um, she won't tell him the, the answer, but... Apparently now they all have answers. Uh, they just don't want to tell each other what their answers are um, or what their Fucking questions bullshit. are. <clears throat> we've, we've joked about the communication thing, but this is, there's been a couple moments where it's been like, now is the time to talk. <laughs> yeah. And it's happened a couple of times since we started this, but right now, now, right now, now is the time to talk. And they're all going, man, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, I accidentally closed my eyes when I went in, yeah. and I, 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 I never I, got a chance to ask questions. She just I, I got speak, so crazy. I don't speak the old tongue, so I don't, I don't what? know what they said. Uh, What's the old tongue? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that's that's interesting too. The the old tongue. <laughs> Did, were you surprised by that? That that Matt didn't uh, need an interpreter. You know, uh, I, I didn't. But. No, you, 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 you. I think we're about to say the same thing. I didn't, it didn't catch me off guard. It didn't surprise me. I mean, first off, we didn't know they were speaking the old tongue until after the fact. No, you're right. You, you've and learned then that as now. Soon as they, yeah, as soon as they said it, it was like, eh, it makes sense. It's part of his superpower. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It solidifies the superpower, which I like. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That he doesn't know he has. He right. just... He's starting to. He noticed that time. He noticed that time. He's like, holy shit. I didn't even notice. He's actually upset about it, too. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like the idea of being different. Yeah, Yeah, he feels like tainted or like... We started early on in this recording. We know there's a Rand taint, right? And we're all concerned about that. There's a lot of information about how Rand is dabbling in the taint, but Matt has his own taint and it's different and not many people know about it. And we have to be sensitive to the Matt taint. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we all have our own taint. 
Yeah, we all do and, have a taste. Alan, <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. Hold on. If you're a first time listener, Alan just spoiled it. We so all have our own taint. What's so parents' taint? <laughs> really? Um, you're gonna have to, you're, well, that's who you're going to have to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We just lost listeners with that yeah. comment. Oh, whatever. Uh, uh, I did. And then we gained I don't have purpose, listeners. So. <laughs> so that's that's how we come to the end of this chapter. So any final thoughts about any of these chapters, this whole entire episode? Anything, any questions, DT, you have for these guys? Yeah, anything? sure. I have questions for these guys. All right. Uh, Shoot. I want to oh, wow. know a bit more about what you think about these beings. Now, and one thing, Alan, were they named? Like, do we have a name? What do you call these beings? Snakes? Is that all we have? All of them were. I don't know if they were named. Were they? They who must not uh, be named. But and if they weren't named, I want to hear what you guys would name them. They who must not be named. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, mine is solid. So if if you're I'll let you go first if you're not sure, just so I don't taint you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How and and forget I, his, I forget no his question. Name. But how would you describe them? Like, what did you think inside your mind? Aliens. Like, what'd you picture? I thought aliens. That's fair. I thought, like, yeah, cool. all right, beam me up, Scotty. But, you know, they went through a portal, you know, beamed up to another realm or something, or, you know, and then sent back down. Sure, sure. And it ties into, like, the whole different worlds thing, too. This is a different world, but it's not a portal world. It's not the dream world. Like, there's all these worlds here. Where so, are they? so Chris, Good if questions. you were if you were concerned that your thought process was crazy because you said aliens, this is this is yeah. where everybody's past experience plays into what they're reading now. And I already know I I knew at the moment I was reading this, the mental picture doesn't fit what Jordan was writing, but my mind just wanted to put it in there, right? When we when we got there, my my mind pictured the rats of Nim. And when we were getting answers from Matt's <laughs> questions, it was Nicodemus. And <laughs> and and I guess there were multiples of them, but it was variations of Nicodemus giving answers to the questions. And I, I know. So Alan, you look disappointed. DT, you have a what the fuck look on your face. No, no, it's you. good. It's no, good. it's no. okay. This is not Love one of those it. moments where I'm trying to actually anchor down and trying to convince other people. I'm just telling you, when I read through this the first time and I had to give a mental image of who these people look like, it was the goddamn rats and him, and it was Nicodemus. It was a fucking rat with a Fu Manchu <laughs> that was like super long. And he was giving cryptic yeah, yeah. answers. And once the moment that hit my mind, I don't even know why it hit my mind, yeah. but the moment it hit my mind, I couldn't get rid of it. So I just sent, yeah. a, I just sent, I just sent a fan art to you guys uh, via messenger of, of, so, what, uh, of what they might look like. It's fan art. So, okay. But yeah, it is by description, like they're described well. And the other, wow. the other thing was like, um, I, I went by madness, not description. That's, that's how I do my life. So Matt asks his questions, then he asks questions of Moraine. And the other question of Moraine was the, um, what do they get out of it? And she doesn't know what to say to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, she, 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 she but she answers, but she doesn't she say answers. a lot, but she says, she says what she can. Emotions. And emotions. 
Yeah, they feed off emotions. And confusion. We're going to give you an answer you don't like. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know how you feel. <laughs> interesting, interesting thoughts anyways. They're, they're neat. They're neat. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, yeah. meeting them. <laughs> I always love that chapter. I was excited to be on this show because that was actually one of the chapters that made me like, you start to like Matt in book three. Because the first, first two books, you're kind of like, Matt's a dick. I haven't even seen a POV of this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. you don't really know Matt. And then in three, you get when he comes in through, through um, or when he comes out of his stupor of being under this spell of the damn dagger, you finally get to meet Matt. Yeah. And he's he's in the tower. And then he's immediately badass. He's He kills Gowan and Galad in a two-on-one two on one fight. And then he has this crazy luck. Well hurt. And then I was like, man, he's already cool. And then you meet this and you're like, there's this doorway and prophecies with them. And the prophecies are pretty cool. Yeah. And this is where I really was like, holy shit, my favorite character. And yeah. that <laughs> lasted through, went through my first read. Just Tell me more about your favorite character, DT, because you just only <laughs> you only dabbled in it. <laughs> well, I have 11. I'd like to rank them. I'm going to start at five, go to eight. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to give you too much information. <laughs> sure. Alan, stop. Stop, but like, early read, on, stop my, reading these guys I, into it. I had in my uh, first read, though, this grabbed me. I was like, this is a cool thing. Like, I was waiting for that other world. Um, another yeah. beat. Because you don't meet anyone new since the Ogier, really. Yeah. Sure. I, will, I will feel you on that. Even though I don't know where it's going, I feel like we're at a moment of, there's, yeah. there, there's a different direction about to go down. And, it yeah. dropped hints yeah. about directions now. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna love this book, guys. You will. Yeah. This is a. This uh, everybody is one of my says top three that books. it's one of my top three books. That's what everybody series. says. Yeah, that's why I'm so fucking glad Chris showed up tonight. Chris, thank you. Yeah, me too. Thank me you. Too. We needed like, to bounce around re- tonight. We needed. I was these. afraid I was going to need to like replace Chris. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, not, so, not so before we get any further, let's do favorite characters. What's favorite characters from these chapters? Shit, I always Fail. 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 It's Chris's. When she pulls his guys up, bitch, I'll cut you, ho. Like, that's what came to my mind as soon as that scene popped up. I was like, she's a ride or die. Like, I want her on my side. So. I'll predict Ian's. I, I, I'll predict Ian's is At- Bear Lane. Bear Lane. Oh, well, I'm lying! No. I'm lying! I'm lying! You hated her, but at least she's interesting. <laughs> no, she is, but she's she she's part of the reason why I choose Matt. Matt, Matt is Matt is the character right now. So, like, what we found out about uh, Perrin, and like, I'm gonna go sacrifice myself. Let's be honest, we knew that a book ago. Yeah, if, we did. If Perrin was given the chance or the opportunity or the choice to maybe some people live or I'm the only one who dies, everybody else lives, Perrin was going to sacrifice himself. No big deal. But like Matt, Matt is the character right now that's in flux. (laughs) Matt is the one that really up until this book, we're like, okay, Matt's cool. or, Or I felt that Matt's cool, but like, what does he do? Does he support somebody else? This is this is the first moment where I feel like the character of Matt, as Jordan is writing it, is Matt like, blows horns. <laughs> well, okay, he blew, he blew the horn. He did the wild card shit, but that was wild. That was like fuck it. We just I'm gonna just do something. I think now it's a little bit more intense than that. I think we're approaching Matt 
starting his own storyline, Matt being his own main character. We might even be at the point where we realize that Rand is not Rand, Rand or Rand is not the dragon, but maybe Matt is. Like it could be that crazy. Like we're at the point where a huge twist could happen. So you've been I don't waiting know. on this. You've been waiting on this since book one. I've been sitting on Matt since the really goddamn have. badger in the field. You have no I idea. Know. I like and I, I pray for you that that happens. <laughs> Even if it doesn't. Well, here's the thing. If 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 Matt is the man and Rand is not the man, I still hope good things for Rand. Yeah. Always. Let's go we'll back see. to some like I mean we brushed over this. So before we, go, I mean, since you're talking about Matt, let's go back to what the uh, these these things called him. They called him the son of battles, the trickster, the, trickster. the gambler, the gambler. Yes. Uh, Who was it that he's supposed to be the reincarnate of? We don't know, but they know the old tongue. Mm. <laughs> no, but I know the trickster was brought up when they describe some of the older heroes, and I can't remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. It was in the original prologue, and they shimmered in and shimmered out. Oh. Talking about... Uh, uh, ish, 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 Ishmael? Ishmael? Maybe so. Yeah. Perchance. One of the Forsaken. So, that like- might actually be a good... Look, look, look. At this point, Alan, don't be so negative. Well, Ishmael... Point- well, they, they explained that in the book three, Ishmael was, was Balsamon. Right, but see more depth. What's the deal with more death? I'm it's gonna go not, back. What's, to this, what's this. the deal with more death? It's not less death. <laughs> Why well, wasn't what? How did he become who he is? Because there was like an average of death, and then he got in the death like uh, arena. Like he he decided to take a job that dealt with death, and when he looked at his numbers, there was an average. And his was above average, so he went. Well, I guess this is more death. Yeah, and that's who I am. Yeah, yeah, that's how it happened. Well, let's do next time in the wheel read. So we'll be doing two chapters next time. Uh, we'll be doing chapter sixteen, seventeen, which are leaf takings and deceptions. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So uh, yeah, those are the next two chapters that we'll be covering, and we will have a guest next time as well. So. Many of you know her, at least on our Discord server. Uh, we know her well because she actually designed her logo. Her name is Tree, Tree. and she hugs them. Oh, um, Tree yeah. Hugger oh, will be her shit. next guest. Um, and we're excited to have her on. Amazing. So, yeah, so Tree Hugger is going to join us. Um, and then we'll take a break for guests for most of July. Um, but, but yeah, so that's exciting um, with the next two chapters. So, um with that being said, anything else from you guys before I kind of sign off? Yeah, no, you mentioned tree. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. So hold on. Hold on. I, have, okay. I have to look it up. I have to look it up. That's it. All right, Sorry. tree. I'll wait. I'll wait patiently. Tree, you get a. More death was a trickster, right? More death was a trickster. You're right. God, I love drunk people. And he's driving. That's so sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tree if you can tell me the type of pine that smells like butterscotch if you can tell me in the next hour you get a free purse a piece of merchandise off of our website Ian will, oh, you know send, what, tree? Ian will send you his mom's yeah. uh red rod 
No, <laughs> Jesus. So now, did you just uh, it's say it's not red? It's not red anymore. <laughs> it's frosty. So, Al Alan, Alan just, Alan was quick to say that my mother's <clears throat> smells like butterscotch, but that is not what I said. Uh, tree answered with ponderosa. Ponderosa to pine. You're absolutely right. Okay, you know Correct. what? That was amazing. You got that so fast, Tree. I'm gonna match that. It. I'm gonna give you another item off of uh, our uh, page as well. I'll match yes, that with the first item. Dope. Two merch items. Um, Don't take this items, the wrong yeah. way, Tree. Nailed but that. you just got doubled up on. That's where it got awkward. <laughs> this, this is the awkward point. <laughs> I, I already owe got. Tree one. I owe her one, but I want to deliver it to her, and we are still in okay. lockdown. All right. So treat. Yep. <laughs> treat <laughs> Alan on me, not on the, not on the okay, wheel yeah, reads, yeah, but yeah, on me. Yeah. Treat gets a freebie. It's freebie. From Fantastic. Cool. All right. She was so cool. quick. So quick. That's, I mean, just, just impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just learned that yesterday. So DT, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you. This was great. Um, great guest. What a blast. Thank yeah. You. A lot thank of fun. You. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and how can people find you or find your Discord server? What's the best way? Uh, well, it, I think almost everybody has some sort of access to Twitter. That's probably the easiest way. Uh, at uh, Trivia Watt. Everyone knows Watt. Wheel of Time, right? Trivia Watt. It's a Wheel mm -hmm. of Time trivia server, but someone already had Watt Trivia. So, yeah. I'm at hey. Trivia Watt. And and we'll, if you go to the pin message, you'll find the Discord server. If you're a Discord yeah. user, it is yeah. primarily a Discord thing. So, sure. Uh, and, which and I recommend. I'll, if you haven't joined the Wheel Read server, you absolutely should as a listener. It's a great way to engage with these guys. So, and when I release this episode to the general public, I will also <laughs> put a link to your Discord server in the description. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So that way, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you can click down the description. Uh, DT's link will be down there. So go join, uh, play some trivia games. Um, yeah, there will be one in the next. Like I said, I, I'm not sure I'll get it out for this week, but for the next yeah. week I will. And I'd like to get this a little more regular again later in the year. So it's been a little bit of a hiatus. I, yeah. I have some uh, summertime coming off too. So it'll be a little slow in the summer, but we'll, we'll get some regular games going in. All right, good deal. Right, thanks, and, how, and how we can be found. We can be found at The Will Reads on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, the will reads at gmail.com is our email address. You can email us all sorts of fun things. I will respond as long as it doesn't get a junk mail. Um, and sometimes it does, and I will eventually then respond. It just might be a while because I don't check that often. Um, uh, www.thewheelreads.com is our website where you can find links to all of our stuff, including our podcast episodes as well as our merch store. So you can come visit our merch store and get merch, or you can listen to us live sometimes if you come on Patreon and possibly get free merch from Ian because he gives them away sometimes to our Patreons. So um, don't tempt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a good way also to get merch. Um, so those links are both on our website um, if you needed help finding those. Um, um, if you want to just search for them, you just pretty much type in the Will Reads in Google, you'll find us everywhere. Um, yeah. I pretty much, I pretty much just, just cornered that market for the name. Um, yeah. Um, also just feel free to like us, share us, uh, write a, write a review. Um, I do from time to time read those, um, at least if they're on <coughs> Apple or Spotify, if you listen on some like really, really obscure podcast platform, um, I probably don't read your reviews, but, um, shoot an email. Yeah. Just shoot me an email. <laughs> 
let, let me know. Just be brutally honest. It's okay. If you hate us, that's fine too. But uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen, man. Guarantee. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's fine. Nobody too. gets uh, to this episode. Yeah, no, no, one, no one gets this far <laughs> in and hates us. Like I've listened to you for a hell, one and a half years. And I hate you, but I still listen. Yeah. We'll, we'll how many reviews do we have? Wait, how many reviews do we have? On what? In general, do you know how many reviews we have? I mean, it depends on what platform. Apple. Let's see. What's um, your favorite platform? The uh, Apple's the Apple Podcast is the is our most our Spotify might be, but let's see. Apple Podcast we have thirty eight ratings. Uh, I'm not sure how many reviews, but we have thirty eight ratings. How are we We're, doing? Five stars. We are no longer five stars. We are four point nine stars. Someone gives a four star. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. no. I'm going to date your daughter. Just so I can make <laughs> love to her mother later. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. rate her three stars. Yeah, we have thirty-eight. We number, have 30, 30. The number five is my favorite number. So whoever does the fiftieth review will get something from me. Yeah, we yes. have thirty-eight reviews. So fifty reviews. Fiftieth review. People. That's neat. Okay, cool. Right. I'm one of them, guaranteed. Tree gets <laughs> butterscotch uh, candies from DTNI. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anything else, guys? Racconi Sotovius again. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.